Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 23, The Mechanic. Hello and welcome back to Lore Hammer. My name is Eric. Zero one zero one 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 zero zero one one Mark. Thank you. Yeah. This is non-binary Jordan. Mm. Non-binary. Oh. Well, Mark is very binary. The double meaning. <laughs> uh, joining us today is Micah. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, good sir? I'm tired. Tired. But why? Why are you tired? Because <laughs> um, we we stayed up late planning this. And then we made the very wise decision yes. to play Minecraft rather than sleep. Probably one of the best choices we've made in a long time. I Ab- know personally I can say Absolutely. it was. Yes. Staying up. You till- don't have a good track record, though, of making good decisions. <laughs> well, so. that's why this is one of the better ones, even though it was still a horrible decision. It keeps Mark off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and out of the plastics. <laughs> that's the important thing. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well... Thank you for joining us, obviously. This is our 22nd like, full episode that we will be releasing about the Adeptus Mechanicus. What? What? This is the 22nd episode about the... No. Wait. Yes, we've done a whole big series, <laughs> 22 episodes. Welcome to our 22nd episode. <laughs> we just haven't released them. No, that's, that's the way we work. It takes us like 20, 22, 25 times to get it right. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> we've gone through 25 different guests yeah. <laughs> then we'll pick the best one yeah exactly mm. that's what it is we're all about quality here at Lorehammer quality mm-hmm. control yeah. about our guests not about us no, no. Uh, so Micah how many times has Mark got tried to get you to spend a thousand bucks on Warhammer just a quick easy you know just I want to say at least three times where it was at least a thousand dollars but I'm pretty sure, like, a day or two ago, he was, like, $2,000. Just an easy two grand. Like, it's, you the know, you don't even worry. The climbing. What, what is he trying to get you to buy? Anything. Yeah, I'm not Nothing picky. in particular you weren't no, going for? No. No, he just, he just wants more Warhammer. Normally, yeah. he tries to get them to fill specific holes that he feels is missing, though. I think he wants Eldar, maybe? Yeah. Eldar, oh, Eldar would be cool. I'll list off a couple for you that you can get to. <laughs> Eldar, Mark, we don't, Towns, need, to, we don't need to go Necron, through every orcs, single... Okay. Tyranids. No Space Marines, Imperial Guard, Do Primaris, Do Primaris, just the. <gasps> oh my gosh! Off. I actually, if I did, <laughs> I you would be friendless. You would just about. You would not have any friends. I would invite you to the garage. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
to Mark's garage. Exactly. I don't have the power to do it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your Warhammer past? Well, way back in the day, I, I don't know my age. I think it's it's funnier to me if I was 12 or 13. It was probably closer to 15 <laughs> or 16. Mark was hanging out with my female cousin, I assume hitting on her in the way that he knows best, which is Physically. Oh, no. Warhammer oh. guys, <laughs> Warhammer. So he, hey, lady, you he, ever heard of a D six? <laughs> <laughs> so he got her over and got her to start making her own like squad of Space Marines or something like that. Did I really? Somehow, <laughs> I end up in Mark's garage, and, and I'm quite a bit older than you yeah. too. So it's it's one of those awkward situations Again, where not a great track record of no, decisions. Mark. No, no, definitely not. And, and Mark is just standing there in like a, a floor length trench coat, and then. He he just opens oh it God. up and then there's oh. sprues and plastic inside. It's like, want to make some more? Want to buy some plastic? You're a sick human, Mark. <laughs> so, it's all come back yeah, to since then, um, he let me make a single Marine. Probably drove him insane with how inaccurate it was. No, actually, so out of all the beginning ones, like you just made a typical Space Marine. Like All the arms were Space Marine arms. There was no or- Orc arms tossed in there. <laughs> and uh, you even ended up painting it, and it turned out okay. Was, Until you glossed it. Yeah. So I remember I painted it black with like red and I was like, yeah, yeah that looks cool. But yeah. then you guys just said it looked unfinished because normally you do like the black undercoat and then other stuff over top and make it like a solid color. And so then that made me a little sad. But yeah, when I glossed it, it just turned like white. Yeah. Like somehow. anyone who's ever purity sealed something knows what you're talking about. Like that frosted look. Yeah. Where- it's when you, you do it and then you seal it. Like you put it in a closed container and there's no air circulation and that's what does it. Yeah. Like, that or sometimes it will seal sometimes it's moisture, a bad seal. moisture and stuff like it. There's a, it was raining the day that I did it. So I think. Yeah. How do you it remember does- that detail? It was raining that one day <laughs> over 10 years ago. Because I think Mark mentioned it at the time that it may have been the moisture. Oh, okay. So, moisture. Either way, it was ruined. So have you collected any armies since then? I have not, because I... Because we don't all have a thousand bucks to spend yeah, on Warhammer. Never. That's the main thing. Oh. Not just all, mm-hmm. Me? Yeah, just, just, just you. Just you. you guys need to get these credit card things that I'm talking about. They're amazing. <laughs> I prefer line, lines of credit. Those are also good. Yes, they're even bigger usually than credit Payday cards. loans. Yeah, yeah. I prefer sperm banks. Okay. Hmm? <laughs> I don't like to go into debt for my Warhammer. I like to sell my body. Yeah, That's my seems reasonable. I've personally never gone down that route, but... You're missing out. I don't want to be... A man no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so you haven't collected anything. If you were to collect one, what would be like the favorite army? I was thinking about it, and I feel like it would probably be something on the Imperium side. Now I'm thinking Primaris is just hilarious. <laughs> just because of all of you guys. Primaris would be hilarious. Or Just maybe, don't do Reavers. <laughs> maybe Tau. Maybe Tau. Maybe Tau. I've always had an affinity for for the undeniable, undisputable, greater good, the single force mm. of of light yes. and the grim darkness. Oh, yeah. all triggered. So, so then, I'm like, triggered. Yeah. So then, why the no fuck good. are you on our Mechanican episode? Uh, what what brings you here? Because Rio stole the Tau episode. Oh, <laughs> that, that filthy, filthy Zoomka. For the record, though, one of my favorite episodes. I loved it when Eric literally started yelling at Rio. Like, like I don't literally do that. That's yelling. Not me. <laughs> I would never lose my cool like that, guys. I think that actually was my favorite moment. Was it? Yeah. Well, it's odd because my next question was, 
What's the worst Lorehammer episode you've listened to? So, because you've listened to all of them, um, really? up to minus Enos four. I started so like, like, one, yeah, so one then, behind. No, no, uh, no, two. that's like two, a couple three, behind. Yeah. yeah, really, just a Space Marine episode. Oh, nothing special. Nothing important. No, yeah, creation of a Space Marine forces of the Astartes. Yeah, so, uh, I would have to say so. The ones that I got the least out of, and this is mostly on me rather than you. Sure, no, no, don't don't was, soften the blow. No, it was the first two, <laughs> and it's because it. my strategy for listening to it was listening to it as I fell asleep. Oh, jeez. And so then I'd listen to, like, five minutes, then pass out, and then try and, like, go back and then listen to it again the next night. And so I, <laughs> I ended up listening to, like, the same couple of chunks. Oh, God, just imagine like listening to days. Warp multiple times. So the tub. Warp is just, it's like the Warp. Yeah, and, and, then, the and then you've the listened to 10 minutes and we're still saying, and the Warp is like the so you, Warp. You it's like an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even register where you're at because you're yeah, trying yeah, to get it, landmarks and yeah. it's all just the, the Warp. warp. <laughs> That's all it is. I think I did the same with the War in Heaven. And so then... I, that's when I actually stopped listening to you guys because I, I listened to you guys right after you guys came out. Yeah, and then I got through those two episodes and was like, "It sucks." And, <laughs> but well, then, it wasn't good, that's for sure. But then one time I was like helping Christian clean, and then I just put it on in the background. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is how you listen to it podcasts." Get, it gets a little while better. you awake. <laughs> there you that's go. Odd. <laughs> we don't normally listen to podcasts in the daytime. <laughs> this is the daytime. But yeah, so I think I think that's what it is. In terms of quality, I don't know. My biggest gripe, I was actually telling Eric on the way here, is that I listen to the very, very end as the music fades in, and sometimes there's like a, a moment where you can hear the mic turn off in the audio. Oh, God. And, and so I would like to formally request So you just unsubscribed air. automatically. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't blame you. No, so I am uh, placing all a com- formal request to Jordan. All complaints can be written on this paper. As you can see, it requires all your personal information. Okay. And, and, and then, then when you're done, don't be surprised if uh, someone contacts you asking about about credit fraud it's not a thing ignore that they're the frauds okay. yeah exactly <laughs> they're they're the real crooks yeah freaking government banks so like you've kind of always had like a passing interest in warhammer then like have you ever really like gone into it yourself type thing um so never actually like the miniatures yeah but like but we we don't even really do the miniatures like <gasps> as much as we do like that's not yeah the majority of our i just don't have time. money for that yeah mm. or time or we like women too or money i don't have money mm. <laughs> um for me i i've always loved the the universe i've always loved the lore when we did like i think i've been a part of two rpgs maybe three i really don't know yeah you've been a part of a couple for sure yeah, and so when we were doing those, then like I, I would always like get into it again, do a little bit of lexicanum tab hopping, just start on one page. <laughs> it's the hyperlink the curse, time. is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Just doing that. Um, listen to a few audiobooks; those are always cool. Stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I gotta get more do, of those. Do you prefer the Space Marine ones or the Xenos ones? So I actually. I, I made the mistake of starting with the Horus Heresy and just oh, going through a whole so bunch of bad. those, and so then I. It was all Space Marines, basically. And then like, a couple days ago, you guys mentioned Xenos, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Let yeah. me just, uh, the Horus Heresy isn't bad. It's just no, bad sorry. for beginners. Yes. Yeah. The, the Horus Heresy like, is not bad. It's really cool, full of great information. But I found Space Marine characters are so flat. And you already know everything about them. Exactly. It's like, it's just, you mm-hmm. know where the story's going to go. They're going to a battle and they're going to die. Heroically. Yeah. 
Maybe yeah. they might. And survive, there's gonna be lots but, of cool things yeah, in yeah. between that. But in the the reality is, like, you already know everything about those. It's yeah. so much cooler to learn about like the intricacies of like a Xenos race that you think you know, and then you don't. Like, yeah. I, you learn so. Yeah, because like when you think of like Eldar, you think of like elves, but they're they're much deeper, and like the distinctions really stop, or the the similarities really stop. Past the point of years. Exactly. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. No, it, it's like, I get way more enjoyment reading, like, the Xenos ones than I ever did from the Imperium ones. As much as much as I think the Imperium ones are really yeah. cool, and there's, like, really cool Space Marine moments in it. Like, oh, there's yeah. not as cool moments in the other books. But yeah, I like, full disclaimer, I've never actually read a book, so... Well, you don't know how to read. So, like, I'm just assuming that... You know, it would be better to read. You're regurgitating Z. information that other people have said. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Christian, what's your opinion on books? <laughs> I need to know. Good, bad. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a little housekeeping. We recently I started. Like that word. No, you don't like no, it. No, I don't like that Is word. Is it because you don't feel like as a male you should be doing any housekeeping? <laughs> no, the word little. Oh, is that because you feel... <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. so let's avoid that word. Uh, some housekeeping? I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, we started a Patreon last episode release, um, and we've recently got three patrons, which is awesome. Yeah, and like... Very surprising three days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, for those of you who felt the need that you really wanted to contribute <laughs> and support, like, like that's these awesome. These guys suck. They need this money. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like a, hey, we want to, like, help you do this. It's, no, it's you like, need this. It's pity, pity money, yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the same way my parents give me money. It's, it's pity money. <laughs> Mark is such a big disaster. If we yeah. throw enough money at it, it'll go yeah. away. <laughs> Mom, Dad, why do I get more money than my brothers on Christmas? Well, son, you need you it need more. You need it the most. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but our very first uh, patron was Will. Thank Woo. you, obviously, yeah. for contributing. Thanks, mm-hmm. And now we got two ones after that, Camden and Jace. You guys are awesome. Uh, it's obviously really appreciated. And anytime we get like a new patron, we plan on saying thank you uh, like this to you guys. And so... Everyone can also give you a little silent golf clap at the same time. You know, you just... Clap, 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 clap. That's not... <laughs> please don't. What is happening? I'm a guest, so I'll clap. Uh, Good job, very guys. loud. And Thank you. <laughs> we can put it in post if it doesn't pick up. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. I was clapping really far away from the mic. I could just add some, uh, like... Applause sound. Applause. Yeah, do like a laugh track, yeah. but it's a clap track. Yeah. At- clap trap. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's um, do our little fun thing right now. So it's been a while, but we're going to do a rapid fire section. So I am going to pick a topic for Mark to talk for 15 seconds as much as he can tell us about that topic. And that topic Uh-oh. is going to be Primaris Marine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a troll. Ready? No, I'm just kidding. We won't do that. I can't talk about them for 15 seconds. All I can say is they're the worst. Yeah. And nope. then, then it'd be silence for the next 14 <laughs> Chirp, seconds. Just chirping <laughs> yeah. in the background. All right. Tell me everything you can about Imperium's warp travel. Go. So the Imperium use warp travel to get from place to place. It's faster than light travel, but a lot more unreliable. The way it works is they open like a little warp rift and then uh, they have like a geller field that surrounds the ship and protects it from the warp, which is like energy. So they open a warp rift, go into the warp and come out the other end. Oh, no. Ah. That was too loud, actually. But it was magical. (laughs) 
felt felt very serene. Yeah. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, now we don't have to do a warp episode. Yeah, uh, it's a done. warp travel episode. It's done. Warp. Maybe we should do that for everything. <laughs> All right, guys. Here's our Mechanicum episode. They're robots. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um. Well, I guess without further ado. Let's uh, get right into the meat of this. Yeah, this episode actually a lot of people have been requesting, so I, I hope we do it justice. And I think we got a pretty good start on it. We do, definitely do. Um, obviously, we don't have the time to go into every single facet of the well, Mechanicum. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing, because like, the Mechanicum is like as big as the Imperium. Like It's a huge huge organization with many organizations under it with military branches and research branches and organizational branches and it has all these different things where yeah we it's a huge organization so we're we're going to touch on what we think is like the very important aspects and then we plan on at least mentioning the other faces of it yeah but we like we're not we're not diving into the the legion Legion titan yet right like we can't it deserves its own episode of course it does of course it does give me 15 seconds i'll do an episode for it it's it's a titan (laughs) they got legs and they Uh, got big guns big guns (laughs) but um i guess the first thing for us to say public service announcement the mechanicum is not a part of the imperium what? Mm. <laughs> they are separate. They just have very close ties and an alliance, a treaty with the Imperium of Man, but they are not ruled by the High Lords of Terra, and the, the Imperium does not tell the Mechanicum what to do. No, not really. No, like, I, that sounded like I wasn't disagreeing with you. I mean, like, no, the Imperium doesn't. Oh, like, okay. No, like. I was I was getting ready to, well, let's square well, up then, Mark. No, I'm pulling on my lecture cam page. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh. Yeah, that, and that's, like, the very first thing to understand. We're going to actually do, like, a, a history of the Mechanicum and where it came from, and that should make it a little more clear as to why they aren't part of the Imperium. Yeah, um, and how they've actually been able to maintain their autonomy. autonomy. Yeah. Their anatomy. <laughs> they actually don't <laughs> they keep their that. anatomy. <laughs> but that's that's another conversation. So very early history of the Mechanicum. Back in the third millennium, twenty or twenty second century, so like a hundred years from now, yeah. the mechanic or Mars is terraformed. Yeah, by Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elon. <laughs> SpaceX. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Um so it's terraformed and it's the very first planet to be inhabited by humanity so that's before they have like warp travel and faster than light travel sorry i don't know if we ever covered this but is it actually the very first yeah. like out is the moon of earth technically not a, planet. a planet. not a planet okay so yeah. like technically it's a satellite mark uh, oh my god I, I just i'm just asking these questions like because the moon would have been inhabited before but i don't Mars, think it was terraformed no, I don't think it ever was either. Yeah. But but Mars was terraformed yes. and it was changed. Sorry for derailing you. That's it's okay. just uh nope. it's only one only one of the um, bad comments we got recently was that we go off topic. Thanks, Mark. You just, guys I'm trying to fix it. Do you guys want to hear a funny story about me shitting my pants? <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. No, I do not. That's okay. a bonus episode in and wait, wait till the end of the episode and I will tell you the best story ever, guys. Oh my gosh. You're <laughs> you're sick human. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mars, first planet to be terraformed, and it 
the the main thing to note is that it changes from the red planet into this lush green planet full of vegetation with like uh like full atmosphere like it becomes a very good earth place two, yeah earth mm-hmm. two like yeah it, and th- that's the main thing it's no longer the red planet like it's yeah. still yeah. called that but it's not that anymore um it's it lived peacefully it coexisted with earth yeah for many many years during mm-hmm. the dark age of technology so they already required a lot of technology to survive um they had atmospheric shields that's like the main piece that we hear about in this next part but it, we already know like they were technologically advanced yeah and like like you're saying like they are they at this point they're separate from earth too and they like had their own like government i would assume and yeah it takes years to travel from planet to planet so there's no way you could function at yeah so so while they work together like mars is essentially self self reliant reliant yeah yeah and even as i was doing my research it says that they like technologically and politically develop separately yeah exactly um so after the dark age of technology or the golden age depending Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, uh, we get the age of strife and the Age of Strife is brought on by massive warp storms that racked the entire galaxy. So during the Dark Age of Technology is also expansion. Yeah, right. Uh, so on that, both Mars and yeah, and Mars Terra. and human are sending out these fleets, and they're like, "Oh my gosh! Like, there's a galaxy out there for us to conquer." <laughs> they right? just realize that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you guys look up recently? <laughs> Have you guys seen the latest update? <laughs> There's a whole galaxy out there. Yeah, so they're sending out all these fleets, and all of a sudden, so humanity is spreading its filthy, filthy humans <laughs> throughout the galaxy. And then the this warp storm hits, the Age of Strife, and effectively, like, planets are isolated from each other. Yeah. You can no longer go to other planets. You can no longer send aid. It, it's it's yeah. difficult enough like, even to send communication. Yeah, and just even to them. show, like, how crazy this time is, Mars and Terra are cut off from each other and can no longer get to one another, even communicate. And, like, that's... That's literally that the shortest like, distance they would ever have to travel. Yeah, yeah, like, that's literally, like, a warp rift was opened up between Mars and Terra. Like, it's never been stated, but, like, yeah. you could imagine that that's why. Like, why else if it's... Right, If exactly. it wasn't a rift it's in so the way... Close. like Yeah. Um, so, the uh, something interesting to note... <clears throat> Is that even during the Age of Strife, when this happens, when the warp storm cooled or calmed, like during these moments, Mars was still sending their fleets out. Yeah, because we're talking like a 5,000 year period here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Even if it's like once every 10 years, the warp storm like cooled, they were sending out these these fleets. Arc Mechanicus ships. Yeah. Which Uh, are basically just like big factory ships that would be sent out to colonize planets yeah and just harvest the resources Mm -hmm. um and that's where we get like the beginning understanding of how these forge worlds exist through the (laughs) galaxy but more on that later um also during the age of strife their atmospheric shields gave way so they like broke down and deadly like radiation started to sweep across this terraformed beautiful planet that was previously created and the only way that they were saved from death was in these fallout shelters that they had below the planet's surface. So, you had this beautiful planet, mm-hmm. um, a lot of technological advances okay. on it, and all of a sudden it gets ravaged back to its original state 
of just a red planet dust covered radiation mm-hmm. world. And um, go for it. It's also worth um, pointing out that at this point in time, there was like multiple factions and stuff on Mars, but it was basically the cult mechanics that kind of started taking control at this point of Mars during yeah. this point in time. Yeah, so they were usually the ones who had the fallout shelter, had the technology yeah. to survive, where everyone else who was like either lower class citizens or whatever who were left on the surface of the planet were turned into cannibals and mutants that yeah. still roam the planet to this day. Oh, like, maybe not the same ones, but, like, their yeah. their lineage still roams yeah, the planet. Yeah, it's like, just, like, rad creatures. Yeah, right? like, like, very much, like, fallout. yeah, yeah. And it's 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 crazy. Good. So, like Micah said, like the ones who had uh, like this belief in technology and had the actual ability to survive, they were starting to form the cult mechanicists, which we'll get into a lot more detail later. Yeah. But basically, they're like the they believe in technology because it ended up saving them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be, exactly. So they started to view technology as like so important yeah. that it just was like the next step for them to be like, we worship you because of yeah. how amazing you yeah. are. And this is like us. a gradual change too. Like we're talking over like thousands of years that like this belief slowly like happens more and more. It wasn't just like overnight. Yeah, it's not exactly. a light switch. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I guess I should have talked about Forge World before, but we can talk about them. Yeah. yeah. So, of during this age of strife, when the Mechanicum is sending these fleets out, they are um, creating these Forge Worlds, and a Forge World specifically is a world under the control of the Mechanicum, um, devoted to industry and the Cult Mechanicus. Yeah. So that's the, and normally they're going to go on like a resource-rich world. Yeah. Something that they need in order to like make their machines or power their machines. Yeah, we're that's like, their whole purpose. Yeah, we're like when the Imperium was sending out ships, they were probably looking for like that's a fertile crop world we can like plant and survive on. Yes. Where like the Forge worlds could be on like a planet like Mars, where you know they might end up terraforming it, or they might just end up harvesting it. Like, yeah, they might just go inside of it and harvest it and stay down there, right? There's nothing yeah, for them. Exactly. Else. So um Okay. So once the Age of Strife is over and then you get the unification wars and the Emperor is starting to like get emerge essentially. Yeah, really like really claim reveal his birthright. himself. Yeah. Yes. His birthright. It is his birthright. You you stay away from. I only emperor. believe in the Omnissiah. <laughs> Wait, that is uh, the the Emperor. Oh God! Zero one zero zero one one zero. So the Emperor at this point he has um, they've gone through his unification wars. He has control of Terra, so now he has like the main seat of power for humanity. Yeah, and sh- he can start building his armies if he wants, but he's got no guns. Or warships, really. Or massive warships, yeah. or anything. He needs someone to give him the ability to move and the ability to shoot things. Somebody who's just been harvesting resources for thousands of years right. and building things. Exactly. So what does he do? He takes a little step, and oh, he's on Mars now. Just a little step. little little hop and a step. For him, it would be, though, right? Like, Because at, at that point, he's already gone to Moloch, right? I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. And it's also not the first time he went to Mars, technically. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. that a little more. Like the the whole origins of the Mechanicum gets a little shifty, but we'll yeah. get into that yeah. later at the end because a lot of it is speculation. Teasers. 
Has, yeah, has yet has yet to be confirmed. <laughs> but um, so now they have two things to look forward to. Ooh, our, our teaser about the origins of the Mechanicum. Yeah, and, and Mark crapping his yeah, pants. Yeah, my shit story. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, when the Emperor goes to Mars, he gets to a knight. A knight being, like, um, just a, a large construct that one person goes in and pilots. Um, if you want to know about them... Send, message me send, personally, and I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to yeah, know. send Mark a message on Lorehammer. <laughs> but, so he goes to this knight, and it had, like, a damaged, uh, like, knee joint and in like it was i'm assuming it was just waiting to be healed or not healed fixed he w- it was waiting to be fixed by like the mechanicum yeah. uh and some you know tech priest or whatever but the emperor just like walks up to it and like puts his hand over it and like with his and his power like the damage is fixed on it and they describe it as being healed but i really don't like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what ends up happening is over these thousands of years, the Mechanicum is getting more and more religious and more and more focused on like technology. And as any religion, they end up getting like their own prophecies and stuff. And they prophesy um, that this being will come that has like power over machines, which is called like the Omnisire. So when the Emperor shows up and heals the leg of the knight, they're like, holy crap, it's the Omnisile. Like, yeah, he has power over mm-hmm. everything. And he yeah. knows so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because knowledge is one of their huge, like, like the quest for knowledge is like their knowledge. I can't knowledge. say how being. <laughs> Uh, like their the quest for knowledge that they have is like one of their main tenets of the faith. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. So they they see this guy who they believe is like, oh my gosh, like he's amazing. So they're like, he must be the Omnisaya. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it kind of there's a little bit of a division between regular like some of the Mechanicum members because after he's like declared as the Omnisaya, they're very eager to create like the Treaty of Mars or the Treaty of Olympus. Or, yeah, the Treaty of Olympus with him, which so sets in motion. Um, there's a couple things that we're going to talk about in that one is the Emperor doesn't interfere in the internal structure of the Mechanicum, as well as they are allowed to keep their cult Mechanicus. So that's in the treaty, saying that they are allowed still to have their religion, that he won't interfere in any of their inner workings. Um, Which is actually pretty crazy. And, yeah, uh, that's a humongous thing for the emperor to be like, yeah. you guys can maintain your cult because you guys are so powerful that it would be like our entire war effort would just go to fighting you guys. And then once we <laughs> yeah. finally took Mars, then there's all these forge roles that you've established that we would have to fight anyways. Yeah, it's it just shows how desperate he was yeah. to actually get something like on the arm. Okay, so I actually have a question. So going back to like before he basically went to Mars. Like, he had already made Space Marines at that point, right? No. Um, he's in the process? I would say he's in the process. Okay. That is a good question. I, I wonder... Because he did have, like, a military force to bring to bear, and so, like, yeah. there's, like, this underlying threat when he goes there where it's like, hi, can you join us, or else I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah. It, I, I don't know if it's Space Marines or Thunder Warriors at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, right, because he had I don't think it'd warriors. be Thunder Warriors because the Emperor didn't leave Terra until... Um, it was already unified. At which point he murdered them. He all. he murdered them all. So that's yeah, true. Like not all of them. Okay, sorry. Except two. Sorry, my bad. No, there was way more than that. No, the, I think there was only two that survived. No, there was like a whole group, 
and now and now slowly they've started dying off because like this one guy okay. just yeah he just sure. recently anyways yeah. Yeah. different topic <laughs> sidetrack um, so but, then like did the mechanicum make power armor is basically my question yeah yeah they would have so I, I would imagine like the emperor has already had his uh, space marines like being like Im- implanted because it takes like a number yeah. of years Gene to scene, blah, get blah, blah, blah. it so maybe by the time he reaches the mechanicum like his first batch of marines are actually f- ready to be encased mm-hmm. in power armor because uh like the great crusade only is like a 200 year period like really? it's it's not it's long tiny, so then Holy. for for the emperor to you know get to mars and then then start his uh his space marine project and stuff like mm-hmm. you've just used up yeah like a lot of time exactly 10 years of this 200 year period right so i'd imagine space marines were already in the mix at this point Mm -hmm. it also like the emperor most likely already knew what he wanted from them right because yes power Mm -hmm. armor existed in a very primitive form on the thunder warriors exactly so he he like goes to them and he's like this is what i need this is what i have right now and i need you to make these changes to it and Mm -hmm. here's a here's my idea for a bolt gun yeah exactly because it comes from well bolters even existed sorry i that's a minor detail but yeah i don't know but he he, like gives it he gives it to them right and he's like mass produce this right make all these modifications even like Okay, so Mars has access to more and different resources that are found on Terra. So it's like the Emperor, when he made Power Armor Mark One, Thunder Warrior Armor, was then like heavily modified into Mark Two with new resources and like, oh, now instead of gold wiring, we have this new metal that is even more conductive or whatever, even more hardy. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Like he came with like, this is my vision for what I want. And then, yeah. yeah, no one and Terra just didn't have the capability of like mass producing yeah. all of like to arm his million Marines. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Terra was just being it, like it just went through a, like a unification yeah. massive war. Exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, the Treaty of Olympus. So um, we talked about how he's not going to interfere in the internal structure of the Mechanicum. Um, there are regulations placed on the Mechanicum, mainly when it comes to the development of AI. And warp regulated tech. Yeah. So there's like some things that are absolutely essential that they would have had to do, like Geller fields, yeah. which protects like a void ship from the warp while it's traveling through, wraps it in a bubble of reality. Yeah. So that is very important, but it's not like they're creating weapons that draw power from the warp. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but it is very like, whoa, hold yeah. on. Yeah. There was on. definitely heavy sanctions on it, but they were still allowed to make some of the more like void shields, galley fields. Right. Mm-hmm. The essentials. Um, like force weapons for librarians. Maybe not at this point. Maybe later on. Just because did they have space marine librarians? Whatever. That's my well, detail. Psychers came through during the Age of Strife. Well, I know, but, but like, had they been like inducted into the exactly military force? Were, they, were they something where it's like oh. I need X amount of you I, know I see was what you're it saying. yeah psychers yeah, in space marines actually were kept under wraps for exactly. the most part. So. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's a whole other story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll tell that story after my <laughs> shit story. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we got lots of stuff happening <laughs> later in the episode. Apparently, um, and then the last main part about it. Or sorry, there's two more. Uh, the Mechanicum, as part of this treaty, is responsible for producer producing and manufacturing weapons, ships, and other tools on the condition that all STCs that are found are handed over to them and their property. Yeah. What is an STC? Standard template construct. And what does it do? Basically, like a blueprint for any piece of technology, from like a knife to like Titan style things. Like the scale is ridiculous in, <laughs> yes. in what it covers in the scope, but. 
basically just blueprints that are very detailed that will allow you to make something without understanding necessarily how it works. Yeah. So the whole Mechanicum thing, the quest for knowledge, when they're offered, like, you get all this knowledge if you just make us weapons. Would oh, you like to do anyway? They're anyways? so happy. Yeah, they're yeah. so happy. Robo erections. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like Jordan's laugh. He doesn't say anything for the last 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> He's just like imagining that. He did. Don't Google it, Jordan. That's weird. I'll post it on the Facebook page. <laughs> uh, and then the very last uh, pa- part that we thought was important when Can I just jump the- back to? Sorry. Yeah, sure. um, like, and the Mechanicum isn't just responsible for making weapons and armor and all that like like eric said they're responsible for making tools like even they make like combines they make vehicles like they literally end up taking production of like almost everything that is more advanced than like a screwdriver a screwdriver essentially no, and but, even that screwdriver even then, like, if it's a multi-tool screwdriver oh, mechanicum or making it, if you it's know? created on an assembly line you better believe the mechanicum That's is true. involved in the mm-hmm. creation of that assembly line yeah mm-hmm. right anything that has to do with production i see them having their finger exactly in. yeah so it's not just weapons of war it's literally it's life itself like yeah. they, they like the imperium can't function without the production power of the yeah. mechanicum which is insane because like once again, the Mechanicum isn't part of the Imperium, but they've yeah. become so reliant on them that if like something were to happen and the Mechanicum is just like, we're done with you guys. I, I view falls it as apart. more of a mutual thing because I don't think the Mechanicum could live without the Imperium's protection. Um, like they have, they, they do, they do have a, a military might, but. It's hard to survive without trillions of guardsmen. I, I, I can see what you're saying. Like I just think they would, and it, it would be tough for them so, for sure. And then I know as well, saying. like yeah. there's planets that the Forge World haven't, or that the Mechanicum haven't touched that humans has. And when an STC is found, yeah. like yeah. the humans are supposed to give it up to the Mechanicum, yeah. and they'll come collect. Yeah. So they would lose out on all these worlds that they have ties to. Yeah. yeah. That they would lose that potential knowledge. So I yeah. just don't see the Mechanicum ever leaving. Sure, yeah. absolutely. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think they're too reliant on yeah. each other. Mm. Okay, so the last piece of this Treaty of Olympus is that any Forge World come across is territory of the Mechanicum and is included in this treaty that the Emperor and the Imperium will stay away from it. Yeah. Yep. So. Which is a lot of planets. Uh, yeah, because they were the ones who were still sending out expeditionary forces during the Age of Strife. And yep. human, human, human was human. not. <laughs> but, or they were, but then like they didn't have like the... the- the, technology. the same sustainability, like they yeah. might send mm-hmm. them out and one in ten will survive, where the Mechanicum probably had a higher rate of yeah. survival. Um, yeah, so that will bring us into the Great Crusade. Oh boy. It was great. <laughs> it was Crusade. <laughs> one more. One yeah. more to We've do We've talked on. about it a bunch. All right, know. moving on, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Humanity between the Alliance of the Imperium and the Mechanicum, they spread out across the stars. and they Re- Reclaiming. Reclaiming all these Forge worlds, and the Imperiums are claiming their worlds, and they really just conquer the galaxy. Yeah. The whole galaxy. Humanity is the most numerous. Yeah. Sure. All right. Horse heresy. What is, what is heresy? There was a Horus. And there was a heresy. And there was a heresy. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Um, So this kind of ties back into the whole Emperor as Omnissiah little spiel. Because way back when the Emperor went to Mars and he healed this knight and 
he's proclaimed as the Amasai. <laughs> he healed this healed. night. I know, you just, <laughs> my eye twitches every time I say it. Classic. Um, there were people who disagreed with him being declared as the Omnissiah and entering into this agreement. Namely, Fabricator General Kelbor Hall, who was the speaker for all of the Mechanicum. Yeah, if they're, if he's the leader. Yeah. Like. yeah. So he at that very moment, already did not like the agreement that Mars entered into with him. Yeah. And this was, like, the final straw for him. This is what allowed him to finally say, like, get enough sway, I'm assuming, yeah. to convince enough people to break off from the Mechanicum. So during the Horus Heresy, half of the Mechanicum split from the regular Mechanicum, became the Dark Mechanicum. Mm-hmm. Which, surprise, surprise, all of their robes are just slightly darker red. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's all it is. <laughs> the exact same Mechanicum. No, he split um, during the schism. Schism? Schism. Oh, my God. Schism. <laughs> I said schism last night while we were planning, and Christian was like, it's schism. Schism. And then I got so confused, and now I don't know what the right one is. I, I've heard people say schism. No, it's no schism. schism is right. Schism yes. is wrong. Oh, you said schism. No, I said schism. Said we don't schism. even know what's happening. Oh. These are all words. <laughs> Sidetracked. Sidetracked. English is hard. It is. So it's called the this schism of Mars <laughs> is the split from the Mechanicum to the Dark Mechanicum. Yeah. Um, and then, so one of the things that Cowboy Hal used in... in as well as, like, oh, the Emperor's not the Omnisire. He also said like if you join me i will give you complete freedom if you want to mess around with warp technology go for it if ai you, if you want to mess around with ai go for it and uh he really just opened up the limits of the mechanicum mm-hmm. which is a huge thing for them because it's like saying hey your entire thing is that you want knowledge but this knowledge is off limits exactly yeah. so that's a huge slap in the face to a lot of the mechanicum yeah. so, so he was able to convince half of the mechanicum to join horse in the heresy yes and micah who was it who stayed loyal um, it was Fabricator Locum, which is basically like the second in command in terms of the hierarchy. Zagreus Kane? Yes. So oh. that's the so now then he became the leader of the regular Mechanicum. I and, can only assume. Yeah, he took yeah. the uh, title of Fabricator General, and then there was actually like a little internal dispute on Mars as to who was the actual Fabricator General because there's like two of them at the same time. <laughs> I think it was called like the binary something. I'm not even <laughs> kidding it. you. <laughs> and so then eventually um, Mars ended up siding with um, Zagreus Kane. Uh, who was the second in command in that? Yeah, like there's yeah. this whole war on Mars, which is pretty sweet, mm-hmm. and they were able to defeat the Dark yeah. Mechanicum on it. And then they leave. Yeah. yeah. So, biggest takeaway is like the actual person who was initially in charge sides with Horus, but he doesn't get to keep Mars and he ends up leaving. Exactly. And founds the Dark Mechanicum. Yes. Yeah. Then we enter the age of the Imperium, M31 to M40. So this is like the past 10,000 years what they've done. Yeah, so one of the things that really happens in this age is the Mechanicum gets more and more religious. and one More of the ma- cultish. More cultish. <laughs> yeah. And one of the main reasons for this is like, the de facto leader of the Mechanicum, that uh, Ziggurus Zakadu guy, or whatever you called him. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that's right. exactly it. <laughs> um, he cited, he believed that the Emperor was the Omnisire, so mm-hmm. he was already very religious himself. Um, so over these 10,000 years, they start to get more and more cultish and religious, and they start to believe more and more in the machines, and like they really just amp it up in typical 40, 40K style, too. 
insane amounts. Of course, yes. As as one does in the 41st millennium. Yeah. So over these 10,000 years, like um, experimenting with machines and stuff kind of stops happening. Like the Mechanicum gets more ritual ritualistic, like apply the oil seven times left to right and right and this don't is how, you dare go right to left yeah and this yeah. is how you keep the machine god happy like yeah. they really start to get super religious where right. they were always kind of religious for sure but now that they just amp it up mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's more like you you have to do it this way don't understand why you're doing it mm-hmm. but you're doing it because religion yeah. yeah saying like prayers as they do like their work and stuff right like that. it's like yeah. you can't type something <laughs> 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 Bless, Bless me, me. Omnissiah. <laughs> May my mechandrites hit the W key and not the Q key. Yeah. 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 And this kind of puts the Imperium and the Mechanicum in kind of this, the, the 40k state that we, we knew. knew, where it was very much like there was no improvements. Everything was super stagnant. stagnant. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah. So for ten thousand years, no advances, no major um, advancements. Yeah, because yeah. there is, of course, they change like the marks every once in a while. Yeah, in Primaris Marines. Uh, well, that's uh, that's uh, Age of the Dark Imperium. That's call. That's, that's oh, that's past this. That's M forty one, not M forty. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you have this ten thousand years of nothing really happening, nothing crazy, just the 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 struggle of survival, yeah. really. Yeah. And then enter the Age of the Dark Imperium. Mac- Hmm. The Age of the Dark Imperium. Mm-hmm. So this is our current state. We've talked about it before, but this is how the Mechanicum is affected. And it's really an age of technological advancement. Oh, absolutely. Much, much like the Dark Age of Technology implies it's a bad thing because yeah. of the word dark. It, it was actually the Golden Age, age of, of Technology. technology. Yeah. Just like the Dark Age of the Imperium somehow ends up actually being... Good. The, the golden Technology. imperium, <laughs> yeah, the, the age of the imperium. Go- like obviously the galaxy's ripped in half and all that shit, and it's not a good place anymore. No, not a good but time. They start to become more um, willing, willing to dabble in technologies yes. that are new. So this would be um, enter the Archmagos Dominus Belisarius Call. So for <laughs> or the- as I like to call him. <laughs> Lord Shitstorm? I don't know what you call him. (laughs) Um, So for the past 10,000 years, he's been working in secret, given um, a mandate by Robot Girly Man himself. (laughs) Robbie B. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he was told to create create me an army worthy (laughs) of Terra. The the other weird thing that he was told, that Robot Gilliman told Call, was um, figure out how to resurrect me. Like, he was given, like, two protocols. Yeah. Uh, which, no, uh, is that it? Or, be, or, or, or build me power armor. It was the power armor. Like cause, so the emperor, like, got, falls dormant, right? And yeah. he's interred within these life support systems. So then Roboot, he's like, hey, if this ever happens to me, like, put me in this power armor that could sustain me so I could still command yeah. while in this suit. Yeah. And that so that is the cuz that's a huge like suit that thing. Yeah. It's crazy mm-hmm. what he makes for him. So over the past 10,000 years, Call has been developing Primaris Marines. He's been developing their armor, he's developing their tanks, yeah. everything that's required for this second wave of super soldiers for yeah. the Imperium. And he's been hiding it this whole time because what he's doing goes outside of yeah, it is heretical, right? Based on what the Mechanicum understood mm-hmm. yeah. as what their purpose was. Yeah. Um, 
And one thing I learned about Call is he actually had a hand in making the black carapace Ooh. with the Emperor. So, like, at one point in time, him and the Emperor, maybe not work side by side, but they definitely... That's pretty high up there. Yeah, yeah, like, he definitely co- collaborated. So, that, that's an interesting point, because it does give credence to the fact that he is very familiar with Space Marines. And yeah. So Gene Seed. Gene Seed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, so, yeah. anyone who could make potential yeah. changes, he's had 10,000 years to, to dabble. But yeah. just just clarifying, like, this is, like, he's a character that was added recently, and then they kind of, like, go back in time and be like, oh, he they was fi- there, yes. and he was here. They so, yeah. fill out his backstory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another thing that happens to him in his backstory, which is relevant, is he gets his memory wiped a bunch of times. At oh, least yeah. two times. So, like, <laughs> Who's doing that? No one knows. Oh, okay. So like, even when he's like making the Primaris Marines, like, he might not even realize why he's making them until Reboot Gilliman shows up and is like, this is why you're making them. Okay. And that's maybe part of the reason why he didn't release the Space Marines sooner, potentially. He's super nervous. Like, he has this desire and the need to create them, yeah. but he's like, I don't know why I'm doing it. Yeah, and maybe that's why he doesn't play a bigger part in, like, the overall mechanicum. Maybe that's why he's not, like, the Fabricator General, or who knows. It just, mm-hmm. it can play into, like, why he's not. Yeah, it, it's actually a decent way for them to add him to the story without changing anything yeah. they've already done. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. he worked on Primaris Marines, but he also... Uh, cares a lot about Blackstone. Yeah, which he ended up stumbling across uh, in during his travels of the universe, like of the galaxy no, in late M forty, like during the thirteenth Black Crusade. Is that really the first time he encounters it? Yeah, because they're all over. Yeah, no, that's like the first time. And what ends up happening is uh, a dark, or not a dark Eldar, uh, Eldar Harlequin, like leads him to the Blackstone. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, he has two big contributions. He has the Primaris Marines contributions. <laughs> I was yeah. going to let it slide. I can't. Then I got the look and was like, fine, whatever. English. Own it, Mark. Um, yeah, so he has the Primaris and then he discovers this Blackstone. And Blackstone is essentially like an ancient Necron, potentially. I, I read a quote that recently said, sure. so, so someone uh, was showing trays in yeah. Blackstone. And Trazen was like, Necron, this is a shame, or this is like a, a shadow compared to what we once hmm. like commanded or something. It's implying that it like it, it may have been humanity? Well, no, it just implying that it is inferior to what the Necron yeah. were capable of doing. So oh, I don't Trazen. know if it's okay. still considered Necron or if it's something else. I think it's but because back I in think the day it's not confirmed either way. Yeah, back in the day it definitely was like assumed all of these things, like all over Cadia, it was yeah. Necron tech. Yeah. And basically, Blackstone has two properties. <laughs> One being it can either diminish the powers of the warp and chaos, okay. or the second being it can amplify ah, the powers okay. of warp. So the exact opposite. So it's a It fi- can do either it's or. It's a 50-50 chance what you're going to get every yeah. time. Well, that's not true. But he did have a part in playing of the destruction of Cadia, really, yeah. and the Great Rift as we know it now. Like You could almost say he's like... It's partly responsible yeah, for, for ripping it. the galaxy in half. Yeah, what He's, a guy. As well as first, he makes Primaris Marines. <laughs> then mumble, he rips the galaxy in I half. I mumble as well as the Lord. I did just mumble that. <laughs> oh yes. Um, yeah, but he discovers Blackstone, and now like the Mechanicum's big thing is they're trying to figure out more about Blackstone to try to set up new Blackstone pylons and kind of stitch the warp back together. Right, okay. if anything they can do to halt the advancement of the warp. Yeah. And the really, I think the only thing that they've ever found to have that capability is this Blackstone, right? Yeah. You can't put blanks on ev- or 
uh, you can you can't put pariahs they're on just not willing every to. mile <laughs> of space okay so the eldar showed him the blackstone right yes the harlequin so did. so then if it's capable of stitching like the galaxy back together could it be used to potentially repair the webways you know what? I, I would say probably if you had Blackstone in the webway, it, the warp would no longer seep into it. But, but like, who's to... S- so yeah. the webway Ugh. is like an alternate reality in and of itself. Mm-hmm. How do you know the Blackstone even works in there? Exactly. Like, yeah. it's such a hard thing to say. And but the webway is so, like, organic compared to the rest. Like, when when you I'm reading, like, the Path of the Eldar mm-hmm. and, like, the webway, the way it's described, like, so weird. And, like, even, like, the there's a lot of Wraithbone and stuff. And like that relies on it's like crystallized warp energy essentially. Mm-hmm. So like if you put a blackstone next to it, it oh, might yeah. just like disintegrate. It, it well, might or, or no longer grow, or it might grow crazy. Like yeah. it's yeah. one of those things where I like the question, but honestly, who, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Like it's a very interesting thought. Um, so going back to Belisarius, yeah, and the Age of the Dark Imperium. So contributions are blackstone and Primaris Marines. And, and really just the general attitude of yeah, Usher's being, in progressive science. Yeah, yeah. Just moving forward. So now it's like Robut is back and he's like, why are you guys so dumb? Like, obviously you can continue to make advances. Yeah. You just need to not do AI or warp tech. You guys know this little thing I call heresy? Just don't do that again. Yeah, just, just avoid that. Just don't heresy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's kind of where the Mechanicum is starting to find its its stride again right it's starting to be like okay like we can still make these advances we just can't be the dumb (laughs) so that and that's kind of where we're at as of right now so that's a a a history of the mechanicum from its start to where we are yeah so do a quick little recap they were a a planet founded on mars a planet founded on mars that doesn't make any sense I shouldn't be in charge of the recap. Why <laughs> okay. are you guys looking so, at me? So they, they basically terraform Mars. Mars goes back to crap. Mechanicum <laughs> is the only ones who survive it. Then um, there's a partnership between Earth and Mechanicum. They take part in the Great Crusade. They basically become the sole contributors to any mechanical tech. And then uh, it splits off in the heresy. Uh, you have the... Uh, leader taking off, starting the Dark Mechanicum, uh, second-in-command stays loyal, and then that leads into the Age of the Imperium, where uh, they start going like insanely religious, stop making progress, and then Age of the Dark Imperium, where a call is just like, I made Primaris Marines. Perfect. And believe me when I say this, I could not have said that better myself. Thank no, you, you can't. Exactly. <laughs> you could not. I am not good at English. All right. So <laughs> let's step into a different area of the Mechanicum, and that's like its head leaders and how it functions. So they're actually pretty interesting, I think, yeah. because they're comprised of a parliament. Now, yeah. disclaimer, this is how it functioned in 30K. We know that for sure. We don't know if this survived to 40k, but we can only assume it did just yeah. because of the non-changes that were made from yeah. 30k to 40k. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and usually the, if something like that big of a change would have happened, they probably would have said something. There would have been a reason. There would have been some something to hint that it would have ended. So, right, exactly. So we're just going to assume that in 40k as well, it has a parliament. Yes, and this parliament is comprised of tech priests. 
Though yes. that's who's like they're those are their members of parliament. They're yeah. MPs. They're priests. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> MP. Oh, members of parliament, oh, that, but they're priests. That's right? nice. I like MPs. that. Don't worry about it, Mark. Nipple belt. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. Okay. So uh, but the fabricator M. general, he is the de facto and there's a P. <laughs> You'll get there. Don't worry. The fabricator general is the de facto leader of the Mechanicum, but he's also the speaker for the parliament. Yeah. So. Yes, like he's the face, and like if he, if they're, if the Imperium needs a decision from the Mechanicum, they're going to him. He's going to the Parliament and kind of facilitating it yeah. and seeing what the Mechanicum actually wants. And, and this is how they were able to uh, do make that treaty. treaty because even though Calbor Hal, who turns into a renegade, was yeah. against it. He still the follows the will of the Parliament. Exactly. Yes, right? So exactly. Um, also worth mentioning is how like. Like they're still a cult. Their religion oh, yes. is very tied into their government. To the fact, like to the point where their their tech priests, yeah, priests are their church and of state are not separate. Yeah, they're they're very much intertwined. Absolutely. Um, and one thing that the the fabricated general is also known for is he also holds a seat on the high lords of Terra. Mm. So uh, that's. That's a thing. Was it was it Christian or you that was telling me that his body is the size of a city block? There have been fabricated generals that have been the size of city block. Like, so oh my god, they like give up their portion as like humanity to like become this massive machine, this processing yeah. unit, Who, who's like making tanks. Like instead of like pooping, he's like pooping tanks. Essentially, <laughs> oh like he you is know? a factory. He is a factory. Oh yeah, god. he's a fabricator we'll, general. And we'll get more into like the crazy things they do to their body a bit later. But. Yeah. So um, the Fabricator General is the title given to the, a leader of a Forge world as well. So there are many Fabricator Generals. Yeah. But that this, this guy is the leader of Mars, who is the leader of the Mechanicum. Yeah. So yeah. technically when you're speaking of the leader of the Mechanicum, his official title is Fabricator General of Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where everyone else is just like a Fabricator General of yeah, Some right, yeah. and that's their main hierarchy. It does split down a little further, but sure. we'll go into some details of their different branches later. Um, the next, we have the cult mechanicus. Yeah, let's talk about their cult for a bit. So, the odd thing I found is that all of us had like an idea of like what it was and what it felt, but there's actually not a lot of information out mm-hmm. there. Like, there's not a lot of sourced information yeah. out there, which was kind of interesting, because we all had, like, a little different idea of, like, what was very specifically part of it. Yeah. So, these are the, what we came up with, is the um, the cult is actually made up of a trinity. Yeah. So, this would be the machine god, or the Deus Mechanicus, and then you have the Omnissiah, which would be the physical manifestation of the machine god. And then you have the motive force. So machine god, pretty obvious. It's god of the machines, god that yeah. gives like, all knowledge. Lots of people could probably relate this to Catholicism. Um, like the Holy Trinity. Uh, yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The same way. Father is the machine god. Son is the emperor. And uh, the Holy Spirit is this motive force. So the top two are pretty obvious. But let's talk about the motive force, because that's pretty cool. There's, like, basically one single sentence describing it, and it is um, the motive force, which is the third uh, aspect of the Omnicized Trinity. Um, It is basically the belief that all life and motion owes its continued existence to that ineffable divinity. Yeah, so it's 
just electricity is what you're saying. No. <laughs> kind of, but it's like life yeah, in motion. No. Actually, that's not far off. It's like, energy. Yeah. But like, I, I like that actually where it's energy, like potential energy, kinetic energy, like our, even our muscles like are based off of like electrical impulses. Yeah. Because like these aren't like, like they have science behind their religion, but then they, uh, they turn all these like science words like electricity into like the motive force like they turn something that has a real founding and then they turn it into like this religious idea Mm -hmm. where they make it less uh science-based and more religious really i've said that like four times over the same (laughs) the war eloquent i know i know guys i'm sorry concise yeah but it, it is interesting to note that just like how so the emperor comes and a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like it is the Omnissiah, like he's here, he's here. Yeah. There were those who were like, no, he's not, you know. Yeah. So there's still that difference of opinion within their faith, within their cult yeah. of what, how do you interpret like your this prophecy or mm-hmm. how do you read these signs as to what it is. So I think that's interesting. There's Jew Mechanicums and Christian Mechanicums. Like the Jew Mechanicums don't believe in, the, uh, in Jesus being the, the emperor <laughs> and, you know, they... In Jesus emperor, being the emperor, the emperor yeah, being the omniscient, the emperor yeah. being the omniscient, and all that. Yeah, you, you know? can definitely see the theme <laughs> yeah. that is pulled from <laughs> it. Uh, and the main tenet of their of their cult, uh, it all goes down to the quest for knowledge. Yeah. So knowledge is the supreme manifestation of divinity, and that's like one of their like straight statements. And all that means is that anything that has knowledge inside of it is holy yeah you ever uh just eating a bowl of cereal in the morning and you're like well i'm bored i'm just gonna read what's what's the ingredients in here you're not really interested you're just passing time sure but the mechanicum the quest for knowledge makes them want to read it like they're like yes there's fiber in the like <laughs> you know like they're reading it and they're like yes praise the omniscient like, <laughs> like the quest for knowledge is like just they they don't care what the knowledge is just as long as it's knowledge yeah, and obviously there is stuff that is more important to them. Sure, sure, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, all different aspects of, like, this quest for knowledge is broken down in the holy orders of the cult. Yeah. Right? And that's definitely something we'll reach later. Um, they have a belief that flesh is weak, and they view, like, mechanical and bionic replacements as sacred. So this is definitely reflected in their pursuit of swapping out body parts <laughs> yep. for machines. Yep. Um, you de- we definitely mentioned it with the yes. Fabricator General becoming a city block. Yeah. And you will obviously very often see tech priests, like, missing arms and like or, like, tentacles coming out of their robes. Yeah. And, and they'll even, like, put their brain into, like, computer processors and stuff like that, like anything crazy and exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the more they do, the more sacred and closer to the machine god that yeah, they get. Exactly. There's actually like a really cool quote that I found where it's like, "There is no truth in flesh, only betrayal. There is no strength in flesh, only weakness. There is no constancy in flesh, only decay. And there is no certainty in flesh, but death." We're- so when Micah says a quote. You don't interrupt him <laughs> with your bullshit. <laughs> with my bullshit. But when I say a quote, mm-hmm. you can barely stand five seconds yeah. before you need to shit on it. <laughs> it's because I'm polite to our guests. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. All right. Makes Thank sense. you, Mark. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's a very cool quote, actually. It is. It's, it's labeled as the Credo Omnissiah. Which, don't know what that means. 
It's a word. It, yeah. It's all words. <laughs> and, but, or maybe that's like the ideology that the like omniscient kind of like gives to them where it's like one of the things that he or that idea is. That, that he something should. that he represents, yeah. right? Because the emperor <laughs> Well, he is the machine god, so then Right. Well you could you could argue that the emperor like doesn't actually have flesh. Like what yeah. he has is not real. Yeah. Right? I just imagine the emperor is like um he said something that was not even anywhere close to that. In over 10,000 years, the mechanics, I'm just like, there is no truth. <laughs> right, that's how, yeah. but that's the emperor how it's just recorded like, and yeah. changed. It sucks when you get a paper cut and, and you hurt <laughs> <Yeah>. your finger. <laughs> there is no... <laughs> you know, like, he's just like, imagine. man, he's like looking at these humans. He's like, it's, they're all going to die soon. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no certainty in flesh. But <laughs> exactly. That, that's actually a pretty funny point. <laughs> Um, and that's that's kind of like the main understanding of like the cults and how they function and all obviously everything that they do falls under this cult because you can't be a part of the Mechanicum yeah. and not have a belief in the cult Mechanicus like yeah. it's required mm-hmm. yeah. even like uh, tech marines they follow like the cult Mechanicus yeah yeah right so which is odd for a space marine to give themselves to like a religion mm-hmm. so. The very last part of the cult mechanicus, and the part that we're not fully going to get into here, is the not bolt. right this second. No, yeah, we'll of at course. the end of the episode. Yes, not right here because it's too much yes. speculation, yeah. not enough fact. Yeah. Do you guys still use like the Tales of the Warp title for that whole like thing? We or? haven't done a speculation portion yeah, for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All Some, right. Sometimes there's just better things to speculate. Like you can't speculate with Xenos. Like minor yeah. Xenos, yeah, that's right? Wait, though. that's all we did with our minor Xenos episode. <laughs> that's all Literally. speculation. One yeah. paragraph? All right, let's make crap up. <laughs> they yeah. must have been destroyed during the, the starfish. <laughs> um, but it's the Void Dragon. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with the Mechanicum at all, you know exactly what mm-hmm. we're referring to. If you aren't familiar with the Mechanicum, worry not, thou peasant fool. We will revisit this later in the episode and educate you thrice upon so such many matters. teasers, so many just just wait, just wait till the end, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think four right now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's okay. Oh, we're getting I, up there. I'm more than willing to drop the shit story for the Void Dragon. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> there wait. are non-negotiables in this episode, Eric. <laughs> okay, um, now let's get into the holy orders of the cult Mechanicus. So this breaks down into four kind of general studies of what the Mechanicum deals with. The first one being the Magi. 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 Not the Magi. Shkazm? I think it's the Magi. Chaos. 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 We're creating a new language here, guys. So the Magi. Well, the next one we're definitely going to pronounce is Logi, so let's call this one Magi. Magi. So these are senior tech priests. It's not English, guys. I want to put that here right now. This is now. all made up. Yeah. All of these words. Uh, it is a se- The Magi are comprised of senior tech priests. They have advanced specializations in various disciplines of science and technology. So they don't really, I don't believe they focus on one thing specifically, but yeah. they're going to be like a general study of what science is. Yeah. And they, you need people to tie other people together, right? Like, exactly. They're going to be the bridge between everything. Yeah. So because yeah. a, a tech priest is just responsible, and because they're the members of the parliament, they're just responsible for everything. Yeah. So I I would assume that these are like one of the more numerous portions of the Mechanicum. Sure. Don't quote me on it, but that's my guess, just based on their role and yeah. their function. No, that makes sense. The uh, logi 
are analysts, statisticians, and logisticians, and their purpose is to predict future trends and make forecasts about Mechanicus expenditures and needs. I so you know how like um like who are the people who read the Emperor's Tarot? Uh, any any psychers? Yeah, like predominantly, I'd say no space marine librarians. Okay, but so I almost maybe maybe it's not this, but. I view the Logi as, like, a soothsayer, almost. And they're going to use, like, as much math and science and obviously, like, logisticians and statisticians. Yeah. But I wonder if there's, like, a section of their ability to predict that, like, also comes from, like, the warp. Maybe. Right? I, I wonder if well, there's, like, a tiny little bit in there. Because, like, companies will actually have, I think they're called actuaries, where it's somebody who literally just, like, reads market trends, they, they look internally within the company, and then they basically try and predict the best moves for the company to make yes. and so that's what that. the, that's what these that, guys that's do. what these guys are but then i wonder if there is like maybe that that slight like, warp it's and i think it's a mm. lot of it's going to just be like the cult mechanicus like yeah what about their faith and their belief in the omnissiah has bled into, into the this. low guy itself mm-hmm. and into how yeah. they function it's a cool thought yeah just, just try and put it out there but yeah these so these are the guys yeah, like who that. would like probably present like here's what we think is going to happen we are running out of sacred oils right exactly oh get press more human bodies to get their oh my god the sweet sacred oils <laughs> flesh is weak there is no truth oh flesh. Okay. so quick question how much uh, in terms of like psychers and stuff like that is there within the mechanic because i think like the navigators and Honestly, stuff like that came but what about i don't think that? there's a single in my mind anyways there's not a single reference of a mechanicum psyker but that's just off the top of my head. If you know of one, let us know. But like, I don't think they have them because one of the big things that the Imperium does is they send what are called black ships all across oh, the yeah. galaxy and they, and they round them. up every psyker. Mm-hmm. And uh, people also recruit from the black ships, though. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. It, like spring librarians will recruit from like, it. Assassins will. One in like millions of people yeah. will become a space marine so then one in millions of those psychers will become it, a librarian I, yeah. yeah you know maybe it's maybe if you're a psyker you're too busy focusing on other like you're too busy focusing on trying not to die mm. to stay alive whereas if you want to join the mechanicum you're very focused on machines and if mm-hmm. you want to be so focused on machines to join the mechanicum you can't afford to be worrying about death by psychic ability? Yeah, like, I just imagine they have tests, right? Like, there are people who are born into the Mechanicum and not joining it, right? Okay, like, it's yeah. a whole civilization yes. of billions and so billions of people. So it's possible but that one of them generates a psyker. Exactly. So at birth, they're like, oh yeah, this one's a psyker, call for a black ship. Because gotcha. I just don't ever recall any reference of them having anything to do with the warp. Because we've said it multiple times, like, the warp is not... The warp the is... Warp. <laughs> uh, fuck. The warp is not, like science like no as much not. as i argue that it you, it is but it, it's not like they don't they, can't they do fathom not view it. it as science exactly like it's, it's too mystical so I, I imagine they have a way to test for psychers and then they call for a black ship if it comes up okay, okay. if you know if you can find anything that says otherwise let, let us, us know because yeah. that would be worth discussing. that would be very cool actually yeah like a like a psyker mechanicum tech yeah. priest or whatever yeah dark cool. mechanicum they probably would, yeah, because they're more okay with like liberal. They, they don't have like the the stipulations of the yeah. warp regulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, actually, come to think of it, in the Treaty of Mars, he actually says like avoid warp technologies and stuff like that. Yeah. So then it could make sense that in their dogmatic religion, they would right. be it, they very take strict it a step with psychers within yeah. themselves. Yeah. So. Okay. 
Uh, so after like the that. low guy, yeah, uh, we have genitors. Not to be confused with oh genitals. <laughs> ah. Because for a second there, you were I, confused. I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I that's thought, an odd uh, name to use for genitor. Yeah. Uh, Pretty yeah. easy to uh, just just listen to their up. description. And they, they probe, mysterious, of biological. So these guys, um, they jokes. are creating weird classic cock joke for you right there. <laughs> oh, lorehammer! Uh, these guys are the ones creating cyborgs. If any were to work with flesh and biology, it's these guys. Yeah, which. They would be a lot of them too, yep. like because everyone's constantly upgrading their bodies, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. Where do you think servitors come from? Yeah, it's yeah. the the combination of flesh and machine. So that's coming from the the gen- genitors. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say genitors. No, just to distinguish it from genitals, <laughs> right? But sure. but if you look at it, the root word is like gene. Y- yes, so it's definitely or- <laughs> genitor. Yeah, I I'm just having some language issues right now. <laughs> um, so another thing that they're known for is slaughtering Xenos beyond number. Just just tons. Makes sense. Yeah, it, just in order to understand their alien metabolism yep. and yep. biology. Yep. So they're just ever learning, right, trying to gain all this knowledge even about just Xenos. I like yeah. to think they do like one test for Xenos and then oh, yeah, throw yeah, them yeah. out. So it's like yeah. give one like a paper cut. It's like, Okay, stab him, move on to yeah. the next one. <laughs> move up the arm and edge, yeah. give him a paper cut there. Okay, there okay. Get yeah. rid of that one, yeah. get another one. There, there is this one sweet picture um, where it's a uh, towel flayed open, oh. and like you see his internal organs and stuff, and it's like, I think you can see like a Mechanicum Priest, or or it's just labeled like the megobiologist like doing experiments or whatever. But, That's mm, kind of yeah. cool. All, all the Mechanicum pictures, well, not all of them, but there's like so many sweet mm-hmm. artworks. It, it's just so 40K in my yes, mind. Yes, like, it's that, very, like, it has that that real grimdark flavor. Yeah, machines mm. and flesh. And, it's yeah. like, it's kind of steampunky, but it's by far the coolest steampunk science fiction thing I think I've seen. Yeah. Because it's, it's not like... Without being steampunk. Without being steampunk, but also being like... I, I like see what you're the, gr- the grunge. It's yeah. the grunge. The that grunge, really the fits. gears, the, yeah. the very, very metallic feel. And after the genitors, the last thing we have are the artisans. And these uh, will. Oh. <laughs> Each one I read, I'm like, oh, wait, no, this one would be more numerous. <laughs> uh, these would create and restore. Well, they're like responsible for the upkeep of the uh, war weapons, everything. But I think these are like the special ones. I don't think I, these are like the regular. Yeah, things. these are like beyond factory level where you're just pumping out a million las guns in a day. Like it's right. a little more exotic tech. Yeah, so because it's, it's listed that they create like gamma pistols. Like, Mark, what's a gamma pistol? Uh, it shoots gamma out of a pistol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so radiation guns? Yeah. Okay. I would imagine it is, yeah. Gamma yeah. radiation. And turns so people into the Hulk. Is that, is that uh, gamma? Was it, it was gamma. Yeah, it was gamma. gamma. radiation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not a good gun to shoot at your enemies. No. <laughs> Only makes me angrier. <laughs> um, so they'll create anything from those tiny little gamma pistols to, like, the massive Arc Mechanicus, which is... Uh, it's just like a, they're spaceships, essentially. They're, like, yeah. giant factory ships. So mm. everything from something tiny to something massive. Yeah. Um, they design machines, buildings, spacecrafts, weapons, military hardware. They oversee activity on forge worlds and they control vast labor forces of servitors okay i was wrong this is the most yeah. common i know and that's what i said like everyone i'm reading like well oh, yeah this is more common the, this is more common i would say the low, low guy yes. are the least i would agree yeah. 
the artisans are the most. The genitors are the most spread throughout the galaxy because they have to go search for everything yeah. that they want through all the biology. Mm, You're not yes. going to find that staying on a forge world. Yeah. Right? And then the magi. Second most. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm willing. I'm willing to. These are all say official that. numbers, by of the course, way. Of course, of course, official. Uh, we've done hours of research on just which is the most official or the most numerous. Oh uh, no, we have not. Christian, this is all canon. <laughs> uh, the artisans are are they? They're almost like architects in a way. Almost architects, like builders, engineers, engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but just the way Lexicanum describes it, like wondrous weapons of war, almost yeah. like it's a piece of art for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Artisan, right? Yeah. 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 And it, it's sacred too. Like. Yeah. But. Yeah. So every single like different aspect of science within the cult within the Mechanicum fits yeah. into one of these four holy yeah. orders. And, and then like each of these orders can be broken down even further. Like they have the megobiologists and the genitors. Yeah, um, like they all then can break down into another further ten, 10 different areas. Really, yeah, um, it, that's just like your general direction of yeah. science, right? That you choose yeah. to pursue. And this is kind of like the Mechanicum is like basically the same size as the Imperium. So there's like so much depth, so much yeah. detail that you could get into, but it's just kind of how do you? Yeah, how how, how do you fit that start? In one like, oh this is goodness. this is part one of a five part series Honestly, on the Mechanicum, like, guys. Oh yeah. Well, after we had a lot of good information, though oh, it yeah. is. I've learned a lot on this episode That's about okay. myself. Okay, <laughs> no. Uh, after the holy orders of the cult Mechanicus, we have the military branches. Now, <laughs> you are not going to be happy with how in depth we get into these because we don't. Yeah, we do not have the time. Is... You do not have the time. Well, they have the time. <laughs> If they're listening to four dudes on the internet and they've listened to twenty two episodes of four dudes on the internet, <laughs> they got the time. Yeah, it's you. It's this would be disgusting to try and do everything, oh, and we will yeah. eventually. Yeah. Classic lore hammer disclaimer. <laughs> Soon, TM. Yeah, that's our trademark. Uh, so we have six or seven, or no, no, it's more than that. One, two, three, four. Nine. I don't know how to count numerals. It's nine. Nine. We have nine different military branches. What we consider Um, the first one being the Skitari. They are the most common, um, like branch. (laughs) They have the most numerous. Um, They're basically the cyborg armies of the Mechanicum. They're part human, part robot, and. they're very numerous. They Parallel can be found. with like the Imperial Guard, not that numerous. Not that numerous, but, but like same that similar function. similar role where they're, like they're the basic grunts. Okay. Um, every Forge World will have them. Where not every Forge World will have these other branches. Right. Yes. You're not going to find the Legio Titans yeah. on every Forge World, but you will find Skitari. Yeah, and, and you know they're equipped with like rad guns and just. Exotic technology. You got to take a look at the models. They're I, cool. I like, like they're them. So, like almost every single piece from that uh, the Mechanicus has put out. Yeah. I love. Yeah. There's only it, one or two things. It's got its own unique flavor to it. Yeah. Like if you look at a Space Marine model, sure They're it's like, cool, but it's like how many facts or how many different uh, chapters? No, like how many different uh, like universes, like settings. Oh, Starcraft. Have a similar exactly have a similar Space Marine or a similar Imperial Guard where right. the Mechanicum is unique. Yes. Like while still being human. Yeah. Kind of. 
Sure. Not really. Cyborg. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Flesh so this Katari are the cyborg armies. They're the most numerous. They do the grunt work. Like, they're just, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. After this Katari, we have the Collegia Titanica. Uh, anyone, Micah, would you care to hazard a guess as to what this pertains to? Um, um, the, the place where Titans go to school? <laughs> <laughs> That's where they get their diplomas. Yeah, like, then they become yeah. progena. <laughs> <laughs> you fool. <laughs> uh, yes, the Collegia is responsible for Titans. Yes. Or the Colossal God Machines. Oh, yeah. so beautiful. Like, this is I love that description that, of it. Yeah. yeah. So these are like their massive uh, Titans... Uh, any, like they have a bunch of different classes in it. Yeah. But there's like the smallest one is like tall, like hundred feet tall. Yeah, walking robot of death. Like and Mark, you were saying that like the biggest one that you know of was like three hundred meters or something. Yeah, like, like that. Games Workshop has a very um, non-standard Titan height. <laughs> like some are like the biggest is three hundred meters, and then the which is like nine hundred feet. That's yeah, disgusting. Like huge. so, whether like and others are like three hundred feet, and like some people speculate, oh yeah, like it's. They just put meters instead of feet or whatever. They didn't quite, mm-hmm. you know, pay enough There's, a, there's yeah. that freedom that the author has yes. yeah. in their and, mind. And, and when you're talking about something that's been around for 30 years, of course, stuff is going to be changing and different. But like like we said, like some of these have been recorded to be like 300 meters tall. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a walking robot. It's like it's, it's like a walking building at that point. Yeah, walking and skyscraper. Like, yeah, like honestly, like there's with weapons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Lots>. it's wild. <laughs> Lots the wild. weapons are also as big as buildings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bigger! Oh, I own a Titan. Nope. I own a Warlord. Okay. Titan. The ninety percent finished. Uh, worth mentioning how many pilots each Titan has. So depends on the Titan. It depends on the Titan, but there's always going to be like a Princeps Majoris, right? Yeah. So that is like the main pilot of the Titan. Mm-hmm. That's the one that like fully integrates. Yeah, and then the, you have others that like monitor like reactor levels or fire exactly. like the left shoulder. But down. it's yeah. like a very small crew for such yeah. a massive. Yeah, massive we're, we're talking like five at tops. The so command like is that, but there are servitors everywhere. Sure, yes, it. yes, and they usually have like a tech priest assigned to it. An arc magos well. even yeah. depending but, on right. But okay. yeah, like for the size of a war machine, we're not talking yeah. about like hundreds of people. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Which is odd because that is standard. Like Imperium Protocol yeah, yeah, yeah. is to be like, there's one gun, like a macro cannon. Yeah. We need a crew of 700 people to fire this. But 650 not of them are going to die. <laughs> right, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. After the Collegia Titanica, we have the Centurio Ordinatus. All these are so fucking sweet. I like, know. everyone, you're like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, so. What we wrote here is for Leviathan-sized war machines. Now, there are only a handful of these machines in the galaxy. And each one is more unique than the last. Unique and oh. different. It, it, like, honestly, when I was reading about these, it, they're, like, I got, it came across like five. They're all named like very specifically, mm-hmm. and they're all really different. They're built on a planet for a very specific purpose, and they're so large that they don't remove them off planet. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just end up leaving it on the planet in a bunker. Yeah, exactly. But like, for an example, just in case you need it again. Yeah. For an example, one of these uh, machines was made specifically just to dig through the entire planet. Yeah, like, so it was made to dig from one side of the planet, as, like through the core to another side. Yeah. 
Like, and that was its purpose. And, and obviously it's like breaching something or doing whatever. Yeah. Maybe but, on the top of the surface, there's a huge energy shield that they couldn't penetrate. That's why they had to do this. Right. So in the end, like mm-hmm. it did its job, yeah. but it's too big to move. Yeah. They can't move this thing. So they leave it there, obviously with many protections yeah. and doors and everything. Cause it's so sacred. Cause it's, there's so much information yeah. shoved into this one thing. Yeah. There's one on Armageddon guys. It's called Oberon. Go check it out. We forgot to uh, show Paul that Hell's Reach comic. Oh, terrible. I know. I got to message him about it. It's just, I just, I love like the mysticism behind this yeah. like one thing and that yeah. each one is like, you can, each one is I, a I unique it, relic. I feel it's like they view them as like a prophet almost. Like that's the kind sure. of, like they're so unique and it's like, I can't believe I'm standing in the presence of like yeah. Oberon. Yeah. Well, right? they're like technological wonders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. God, God machines? Some would say L- so, yes. Little G? The, well, <laughs> they're, they're even bigger than, like, Titans. Yeah, I'd imagine Some? most would. I would no, like, I'm pretty be. sure they all are. Really? Like, yes. oh, I guess that makes sense because they couldn't be, like, deployed or, like, picked back up. Right, yeah, yeah like, exactly. they, they yeah. can't move them. Mm-hmm, and yeah. even, so, in the third war for Armageddon, where Grimaldus finds... Grimaldus! Grimaldus! Where, if you haven't seen that comic, the Hell's Reach one, on YouTube, go find it. It's, it's totally, so good. It's totally worth watching. But he finds this... Um, this Ordinatus, Armageddon Ordinatus, and he starts to wake it up. Yeah. And I think, like, they only wake up a small portion of it hmm. in the end, I think uh, is what yeah. I read. Okay. Like, they, they can't even wake up the whole thing. It's hmm. so massive. Because yeah. they're ruled by, quote-unquote, AIs yeah. or machine spirits, right? Yeah. And so to, like, rouse that sleeping beast on this massive thing, like, the tech, the tech marine couldn't even do it. Yeah. Like, it's so wild. cool. So cool to me. So, okay. We'll get to it. Auxilia, Mur- I could just talk about this. I could just the, yeah, dream about it all All day. of them are so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Auxilia Myrmidons. So, I'm just going to jump back to Skatari for one How second. How dare you? For, for, for more of a uh, fulfillment. Okay. Um, Skatari are almost, like, drafted, and they don't have, like, a lot of autonomy themselves. They are cyborgs, and, like part of their brain is like ruled by the warrior cast or whatever you want to call them like they're ruled by their higher ups where they don't have autonomy themselves necessarily could you almost liken them to servitors uh, i would say they're a step above yes. so you have your servitors and then you have your skatari like yeah. higher functioning but still yeah but they're definitely not um like making up their own plans and ideas and like mm. doing their own goals. Interesting. And, yeah. So when we're talking about the the Myrmidons, uh, they are also another branch of like the warriors that um, the Mechanicum use. But where the Skitari are more like more programmed or whatever, the the Myrmidons or war savants, they keep their like their intelligence and whatever and then they amplify that. And they're made for war. Like these are like strategists. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Like they they not only are good at war, they enjoy war. They augment their bodies for war. Like yeah, they, they're they, described as war savants. Exactly. So yeah, 
They're just that's a good distinction. They're to really make. they're like the elites essentially. Mm-hmm. Like they're also known for being siege engineers. So really, it just comes back to the whole tactician thing: is mm-hmm. that they study war exactly. Yeah, right? like, that's, that's their purpose. Do. We're like yeah. a Scutari is not reading war textbooks. Where these no. guys are like they're yeah. learning the they're tactics. honing their craft exactly. And, and not only just like the strategy, but like the tech side of being able to make the equipment to do siege in that exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, after the Auxilia Myrmidon, we have the Ordo Reductor. The bringers of the blessed ruin. I like that. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's nice. Um, So these guys are known for shock assaults, uh, siege warfare, as opposed to siege engineering, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Blitzkrieg-style attacks. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to recall off the top of my head if they have, like, a model representation somehow, like... The shock attacks is interesting to me. Yeah, like, I'm very curious about... But I, I think, like, so these would fit between the Skatari and the Auxilia Myrmidon. Sure. Right? Like, sure. they're not war savants. They're not the, ta- the tacticians. Yeah. But they are a little more yeah. than the Skatari, right? So that would be my understanding of it. I just pulled up a picture. It's got, like, a tank, some mechs, that type of stuff. Those are all space marines, though. Are they? Yeah. Make the picture bigger. Fools. You feel. Ah, oh, they changed Google Images, so now you can't like just click on a picture to see just the picture. I just like it, it takes you to the whole page, and then you got to look for it. Not worth it. I'm going so, back. <laughs> <laughs> Regret. After the Ordo Reductor, you have the Legio Cybernetica. Yeah, and so then if we're going back to our whole like you got your Skatari, these guys are below the Skatari and like In- uh, their mental capabilities, yeah. where these are completely robotic construct not even human at all no and these are like the really bubbly machines that you see right so yeah. they have like the glass mask yeah they almost like, look like big daddy almost yeah they no, totally just do. not as like old-fashioned right but, but they definitely have that big daddy the silhouette feel. is kind of yeah the same. yeah um these are actually one of like i like the idea yeah and the model itself is really unique yeah but i definitely don't think it fits into my whole mechanicum feel it doesn't have enough like craziness to it i can see that yeah like they're missing the human element and they just go straight to the robot yeah but it's also everything is covered it's all armored which makes sense for your war unit you want them all armored yeah but the mechanicum like i expect to see see i expect to see like these like pieces like floating out in front of it little little machine tentacles yeah that's what i expect to see even though these are really cool models and i like them yeah no i just i understand what you're saying yeah yeah but uh so they would make any type of like robot really for war Cool, cool, cool. Lego Cybernetica. All right. The Prefecture Magisterium. Also mm. really cool. Also really yeah. cool. Mark, well, we were writing this down, and Mark's like, that's not an important one. You can just ignore that. And I was like, what is it? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> so then he's like, click it. So we're, we're reading it, and he's like, mm, actually, that's really cool. No, no. So what happened was I was doing my research on my iPhone, and when I clicked it, somehow oh, it just yeah, the brought... the link didn't work. Yeah, the link didn't work on my phone. It just brought me to the Mechanicum page. So I'm like, well, that's pointless. <laughs> yeah, but what it really is, is this is the Mechanicum's secret police. Yeah. Mm. So these guys are responsible for preserving, like, the dogma of the cult mechanicus. Yeah. Like, they're going to be the ones going around searching for heretics within the mechanicus. watch out, call. Or, or psychers and calling the black ships. Maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Like, yeah. it's not confirmed, but that would not be outside yeah. the realm. Because there's no place for psychers and that crazy mysticism 
um, outside the cult, inside the cult mechanicus. There's yeah, no yeah. room for it. So mm-hmm. that could be an interesting thought. Hmm. But these are the guys who are rounding you up if you're um, touching too much warp tech or AI. Yeah. And they're going to put you in the mechanicum prison. Or not saying your prayers before uh, doing <laughs> yeah. Right, of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I like to imagine that um, like prison for the mechanicum is all they do is like remove your processing power Aww. to like very limited ability to, to process where you're things. Human, and then they're just like, "This no. is torture." <laughs> that would be torture for them. <laughs> all right, um, the Basil Basilicon Astra. So uh, this governs the fleet. Yeah, this is the fleet of the Mechanicum. Like they have their own warships as well as those Arc Mechanicum ships, which are like giant factories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So not only does does this Basilicon Astra govern these ships, but they also are responsible for the creation yeah. of these ships, yeah. even for the Imperium. Yeah, and this is one thing I definitely um, never fully knew about. Like I didn't realize the Mechanicum had like their own warships, like. I always knew that they had their factory ships for colonizing places and like all that kind of stuff, but like they actually have their own like fleet of warships. Yeah, is, I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, you it's never mentioned, so you never think about it. Yeah, but, but like as when soon you, as you run through that logic, you're like, oh you're yeah, like, of, of course. course they have. Their, like, of course they have they tons will. of ground soldiers. They have to have a way to deploy them, and you're right. going to have like an unarmed vehicle to transport yeah. your military force. Yeah, but it, yeah, and they're not relying on the Imperial Navy. Yeah, but so like as you go through it, like Eric says, you're like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But you just you have to actually think of that part yeah, to come yeah. there. Um, and the very last one we have dun, 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 and the hardest one dun, for Mark to hold back dun, dun, on dun, dun, is night houses. What one sentence, Mark. What one sentence. So where primaris marines are the worst, night houses are the best. That gave people no information. That, oh, that, that, that isn't what we said we were gonna oh, talk about. Fuck. Oh yeah, okay. Um basically they're like mini one man titans. Like Big robots, big robots, but not as big as the bigger, bigger robots. Yeah. And yeah, they have all their lore, which we can't, it's too much. You can't yeah. get into like, it. You couldn't even talk about the different night houses yeah, or their like, heraldry or like, they, there's, there's so too much. much. So, yeah. but that is definitely a, a force of the Mechanicum. I actually did not know, like, before you got into your night kick, yeah. way back in the day. Before they were released, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> well, no, because. I mean, like, while they were released. Yeah. Like, like I assumed yeah. they were just a separate part of like the Imperium, but it was interesting for me to learn that no, like these answers to so, the Mechanicum. There there are like three different types of night houses. There are some that are aligned to the uh oh. He's doing it's, uh, just, it's just getting bigger yeah. and bigger. There are some that are allied to the Mechanicum, mm-hmm. some are allied to the Imperium, and some are just their own but, and some dark mechanicum, I assume. Yes. Yeah. There, yeah. There's not as many of that and there's a reason for that, but we can't get into yeah. it. But, so um, I do have a quick question though. Yeah. It, even if they are allied with the Imperium Everything that they are still comes from the Mechanicum. Yeah, so but... So they still have to have the t- their time. But going off that logic, like, Space Marines are allied to the the Mechanicum, because everything's... Yeah. Spa- like, you know, but they... they uh, if, So if the Imperium and the Mechanicum send out a Distress Beacon, um, the, the ones allied to the Imperium will have to respond to the Imperiums, where they might not necessarily have to respond to the Mechanicum one, even though the Mechanicum's supplying them. Or, like, okay. they would take priority over the Imperial Distress right. Beacon. And this comes back to that, like, very, very first point, where it's, like, the Mechanicum is not a part of the Imperium. Yeah, it's, like, exactly. an ally. Yeah. So there, there are two different types, or three different types. So like, one's, like, not really allied to either, but... Yeah. Okay. So, anywho, we've covered history, we've covered leadership, religion, holy orders, military branches. Um, 
we're going to talk a little bit about some of their more exotic tech now. Yeah, some and of the things that are like truly uniquely 40k. Like right. you could talk about like gamma guns and like they're sweet, but it's not like a truly 40k. Yeah. It's not the first time we've seen those. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing we'd like to talk about is servitors. Yeah. And this is a disgustingly huge uh, base of information. It uh, The word servitor is used to describe any fusion of flesh and machine that is designed for a specific purpose. Yeah. And, and is usually no longer like self-aware, essentially. Like, because you could be like, oh, fusion of flesh and machine. Yeah. Like, this robot guitar-y. arm suddenly, yeah. like, that doesn't make you a servitor. No, no of it's like not. you are now brain, or not brainwashed, but like, like mentally lobotomized, wiped, lobotomized, and then like the computer takes over, like, your. Your actions, right. you and a single function. The, the servitor is also the way the Mechanicum gets around their AI regulation. Yeah. Yeah. So even though it's run by the computer, they still have that flesh, yeah. quote quote, flesh mm. attached to them. Yeah. So technically, it's not an AI; it's a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they get around it because AI is so scary. Like, that's one of the ways for sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like a servitor can literally be anything from like a human that has like lifting arms for like lifting crates and like literally all that servitor does is lift up crates that are like 10 times the size of them and moves them somewhere else. Like you could have that. You could also have battle servitors where they they, they carry a, ammunition. They they could carry ammunition or they could carry like a plasma cannon and all they do is just carry this plasma cannon. But like they're they're not really aware of the battle at mm-hmm. all like they're not they aware. just yeah. they just serve their function single yeah. focus exactly i like imagining that there's some servitors where it's literally their job to just like push a button yeah 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 and that's all that <laughs> it's they like do. the alarm clock button but they don't know how to turn off the alarm yeah. so th- this one guy is just pressing the snooze <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah for the past ten thousand years he's just been in that snooze oh button because they don't know how to turn no, off the but alarm. really like it's easier for them to build that servitor it's <laughs> yeah. it's less heretical for them to build that servitor <laughs> than to, to change out, something yeah. in that machine right? absolutely Absolutely. Like, servitors just literally can be anything you can think of from a factory yeah. worker to a soldier to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and there's different types, like servo skulls. I imagine they would fall under the servitor. Yeah, yeah, I like, think so. Yeah. A servo skull is basically like a human skull that's fitted with like an anti-gravitic repulsor jet that then has a camera eye or... Or a relay beacon or something. Yeah, some communications. And maybe even like a little LAS gun on it. Like uh, digital weapon. Digital weapon. Like, and it just will hover around and like do its thing. Like mm-hmm. scan the terrain or whatever. Right. Um, where you also, yeah, it's, it's anything. It's, it's anything. It's such a broad Yeah, but thing. the main thing to know about servitors is, yeah, it's that flesh between, or that fusion. Uh, fusion between flesh and metal. And it's that. The metal's winning, basically. Metal <laughs> is winning. And it's no longer sentient. Yeah. Uh, the machine spirit. Oh boy, this one's a little tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah. So it's from, not AI. Yeah. From my understanding, though, um, it it really it is, is AI. AI. It, it's justified, religiously justified AI. Yeah. Like they they like as the name implies, they think it's like the machine spirit, like the, the motive force is in it, but really they've created like this little AI thing to like run a tank or run a system. Yeah. And, uh, they end up praying to the machine spirit and like petitioning it to do things. And like, it's like really, they put all this, uh, religious significance on it, but really they're just asking like an AI 
to like do something for yeah, them. Yeah, and since it's an AI, and it has a will. Yeah. It may or may not do what you and, want and, it to do. Yeah. So and, on the, does it actually have like that free will? Because in my head, it's always yep. been like Siri as opposed to no. like an actual like conscious sentient thing. A lot of it seems to be like that conscious sentient thing. Like the will. Yeah. Like yeah. there are examples of like of it saying no? Yeah. Of course. What, uh, yeah. what if it feels like it's not so what yep. if you're on a suicide mission in a land raider yep. and you know that you're driving into death mm-hmm. and that land raider is just like, hold on, I recognize what's going on now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die. And mm-hmm. you have to petition it and you're like Please, let's do this. Like, I'll yeah. give you an oil bath. Like, <laughs> even though we'll be dead. Yeah. Like, and, and it very much is like interesting. This okay. mini AI. Like, there's different t- levels of AI. Obviously, yes. obviously, it's not uh, so men of iron no, levels, but it even. is rising up, and, and, and that's yeah. what like Oberon was like. So the massive Ordinatus in Armageddon, yeah. like they couldn't wake up the full machine spirit. Like they couldn't rouse it from its like slumber, right? Because it was like sleeping, yeah. And so they were only able to activate like a very small portion of its quote unquote consciousness, mm-hmm. right? In order to fire, like I, I think it was fi- they fired like two shots out of it or something. <laughs> but those were it's Nova cannons, yeah. right? It's devastating. Yeah. Cool. So it's definitely like. Not an AI, but an AI. Mm-hmm. Pretty well. Yeah, there's stories of like a land raider, like where all its crew is killed. The AI takes over, the machine spirit takes over and like carries yeah. on and wipes out this whole orc and And then, of course, the mechanic would just praise it, be like, oh, thank you, machine spirit. Yeah, exactly. Like, praise yeah. the Omnis Hyatt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it, it's very. I think it's a really cool flavor that they yeah, have. Very cool and very, yeah, like if you really think about it, like, hmm. Yeah, the, the weird thing to me is that has grown into like everything has a machine spirit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like well, everything. And, and the machine spirit can have different levels. Just like AI, like mm-hmm. your laptop has a machine spirit, but really it's just, it's processing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where like it, so the, you're still think worshiping yeah. the machine spirit in it. And yeah. when you're petitioning the mis- machine spirit to turn on, you're like, please machine spirit, turn on my laptop. And then you press the on button and it turns off. <laughs> and you're like, bless the Omnissiah. <laughs> he is the wonder of technology. The motive force is strong. And like, <laughs> like, no, exactly. Yeah. But it can also be where it is like, please turn on. And then it doesn't. Yeah. Right. And or, then you're like, or like your land raider, you're like, please turn yeah. on, and it hasn't been working, and all of a sudden it turns on for no reason yeah. that you can find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's even like uh, stories of uh, like tech priests healing vehicles and stuff, and like they're like, help me, help me, machine spirit, and then the machine spirit will like, like they petition the machine spirit to like help fix itself, like, and they they describe like communing with the machine spirit and be like. You're not wounded. You're fine. You're like, like <laughs> just con- trying to make them feel relaxed. Yeah, like actually, like consoling the machine spirit in the vehicle. Oh, of course, like, it's their body, right? Yeah, like, it's wounded. There's so a- cool. Yeah, it's so wild. Really, wow. It really, it really adds like credence and like validity to their cult mechanicus. Yeah. Right when you believe that it's actually a spirit and not an AI, yeah, it's like of course we worship it. We, they literally have souls that yeah. we talk with and yeah. we and we commune with. So. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Um, yeah. So we can talk about those more, but <laughs> yeah, uh, the next one we're gonna do is weapons slash armaments. Yeah, like it, they create everything. They have everything. Like, but you know, we like I said, we could get into a gamma pistol, but ultimately, it's nothing unique. Yeah, there are some unique things. So though. what? What? What do you think? Okay, because I have I have a sure. 
what something, a piece of tech I know the Mechanicum created that I think is really cool. Tell us. So during, and this was during the dark age of tech or the golden age, depending on how you view this. Yeah. Um, the Mechanicum created a gun with the ability to explode stars. Perfect. Seems so, like you would need that. Yeah. And it was uh, after 30K, it was yeah. rediscovered. Do you remember? The chaos it, guys? Yeah. The yeah. chaos guys discovered this and they destroyed entire sectors <laughs> with this gun yeah. that had the ability to cause stars to explode. Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, that, like they created that gun. Yeah, like that's pretty cool and unique that's for sure. Wild, but they also create last guns, right? Exactly. <laughs> they know, also like, create flashlights, yeah, and laser pointers. Yeah, like they can make <laughs> just any technological wonder, or yeah. they have. Made, but but or, that yeah. is like one of the wildest things yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Like just, I can't imagine. Like it, it also. <laughs> It sounds to me like it's a hand pistol. Yeah, like, yeah. Clearly, it is not. Clearly, it is like a macro or, cannon, or maybe it is. Or, you just like point it at the star or, and it explodes. Oh no, yeah. it's got to be like a. It's macro. like um, remember Men in Black. Yeah, the noisy for, cricket. I was yeah. just thinking about <laughs> like that. Little tiniest guns, like yeah. the most powerful. But that's like because it's just like oh, these cultists found this gun, and I'm like, what? It was just in a storeroom, like in a wooden crate, and they found it. But that to me is like one of like the coolest and inventions i know of that the mechanic created yeah it's pretty cool so aside from all that stuff the last thing that we've listed in this is just every other thing the imperium needs the mechanicum cre- the mechanicus creates mm. that that's it right like aside from all this crazy tech all these wondrous things they also create everything else all things that are good. All things that are good. Some things that aren't good. Yep. But mostly all things that are good and necessary for the survival <laughs> of humanity. Drills, phones, life support systems. Anything and everything. Fields, anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That pretty much does it. You now know what the Mechanicum is all about. Yeah. Everything there That's is it. to know. That's except for the specifics of the military well, branches come on. And the, hey, hey. Or, or any of the holy orders. Yeah. Yeah, hey, don't delve too deep into our podcast. R- we are very shallow. Yeah. <laughs> Just like my personality. <laughs> Normally, he's got huge tracts of land. <laughs> I just watched Monty Python. Oh, like, that's good. I want to watch that. Yeah. I should watch that and play Minecraft. It was worth it. It's good. Um, okay, well. That's it for like our regular portion of the episode. So last night, um, Mark posted on our Lorehammer page asking for questions about the um, Mechanicum, and we got some back. So we're going to go through those really quickly. Hey, we want to do an episode on the Mechanicum. <laughs> do you have any questions? <laughs> so uh, Jace said, or Mark was like talking about Lorehammerites. Lore Hammerinians. What, what do we call our followers? If you have a good name of losers. Oh. <laughs> Basement dwellers. Right, neckbeards. Yeah. There's a type. There's yeah. a fucking I, type. I listen to you guys. You guys are above this because you guys make it. I listen. This this hurts my Micah, feelings. No, no, don't worry. He's touching me. He's touching me. <laughs> ah, we can't handle another lawsuit. Eric. Why do you think we have a Patreon now? It's, so it's to get me out of rehab and to settle all your lawsuits. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jace said, Lorehamarians. 
Not sure how I feel about that one, but... No, Lorhamarians. Lorhamarians. Ah, (laughs) subtleties of the English language. So he says, can we get some info on major weapons they have made for important characters? Something to show how much better their tech is than the average bolt gun. I love when I get the sense of awe, like when Boer, or Burr? Beer. Beer. And then he says, however you spell it, made Eisenhorn's rune staff and force sword so much better. Okay, so there is definitely a level between production line mechanicum work versus artisanal work that they can do. So, like, they have, um, what's it called? Is it Artificer? Is that actually what it is? Yeah. So there's regular power armor, right? And this is just power armor that your standard Space Marine wears. And then there's Artificer armor. And this is, like blessed and has a history and is rune inscribed and is ornate ornate yeah Yeah. like it's covered in these like runes and prayers and blessed with holy oils that are constantly rubbed into it and so (laughs) go on i I made like the motion of like you were rubbing rubbing. titties for sure that's you were full on the breastplate that's all i was doing (laughs) uh so that was like that to me is a good difference oh man (laughs) that to me is a good difference between your standard production line mechanicum versus something that care is taken into yeah so you wanted an example uh mark and i were talking about this and he said the gauntlets of ultramar yeah that'd be an example of like it's a it's a unique weapon that doesn't exist outside of calgar yeah and like even the mechanicum since creating it has not been able to like penetrate inside the gauntlets and find out it's like inner workings like because they're so they're so old some some mechanicum member made it and then, yeah. Well, this kind of comes to the whole, like, stagnation and, like, yeah. almost regression where it's, like, the things that were maybe originally made and are older, initially you would think that they've kind of, like, decayed and are worse. But yeah. because there hasn't been progress, then they're actually, like, better. So, like, M30, they were still using the flathead screwdriver like a bunch of fucking retards. <laughs> M31, they got rid of it. So by the time, Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time M41 comes, they look at that flat blade and they're like, what? What? How do we open it? What? We can't what open heresy it. heresy is this? Right? We only use Robertson's like a sane and decent person. <laughs> Actually, it would be the other way around. They were using the Robertsons. Oh, and now they only use flatheads. And now they only oh, use God, flatheads. Like, yeah. Something like that. Like, yeah. So they, that, just, they can't comprehend it. So yeah. what they do now, like they have to like make new stuff. And you're totally right. Like Eisenhorn had like a regular force staff, still powerful, but it did go through this like massive change. And Eisenhorn yeah. is just a sweet character. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely want to go into him more. But uh, what's another piece of tech that you think is like solar? Solar. Uh, let me uh, let me do, just pull, pull solar up your atomizer. Okay. Uh, Call uses it, and it's basically. Um, like a super melter gun, essentially, but it uses uh, thermatic energy and melta waves to destroy the target. Ther- 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 thermatic? Thermatic? Thermic. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. English is tough. It, like Belisarius call? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like really like any weapon on a named character is like. It's going to have a history. It's, yeah. It's going to have a special thing about it, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Layman Russ. No, not Layman Russ. Uh. Who's uh, the great wolf of the Space Wolves? I don't know. Hmm. Gr- Logan? Logan Grimnar. Grimnar. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, he wields, uh, I think it's called Mordecai or Mordecai or something like that. Um, it's definitely an M. There's a Kai. There's some other letters in there mixed yeah. in between. English is tough. 
And uh, yeah, like he has like a specific weapon that is like above and beyond. Uh, Talons of Horus. Yeah, above I'm, and beyond. A named weapon. Drachnia. Yeah. That's more of a never mind. Yeah, that that's a demon sword. Something special that, for yeah. sure. Uh, what about the red corsair guy? He's got like that flamer gauntlet. Yeah, like that's a mechanicum thing. Like, yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. Yeah. It's but it's special. It's unique. It exists yeah. outside of the regular one. So. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is really cool is digital weapons. Sure. But yeah. what are those? So you mentioned it with the it's, servitors. It's a miniaturization of weapons. So like a ring as powerful as like a last cannon. Like a last cannon. Oh, my gun. Yeah. Right. It's a but it's a ring. Yeah. That's, so that's nice. I assume that they steal this knowledge from the Jokero. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the miniaturization of this massive last cannon into a ring, mm-hmm. which is so cool yeah yeah right like you could just be outfitted in jewelry and you have like a tank in like firepower on your body yeah which is that's like something unique that like a couple named characters would have yeah so um, energy fields yeah like anything yeah but hopefully that's a couple cool ones that uh you liked jace um next one from reving remington can you talk about some of the cool augmentations that they can get and why what augmentations are more common than others i would say like off the top of my head like obviously going outside of bionic limbs like that's by far the most comic yeah it's the easiest to do yeah you chop off an arm you replace it with it i'd say like the next most common one would be like eyes like Mm. bionic eyes and they give you the ability to see Oh, it's oh, everything to, to wow. look, record, see in different spectrums. In, instead of in. getting glasses, they just get new eyes. Yeah, like, honestly, like yeah. it's probably easier. Infrared. Yeah, it's better to get new eyes than mm-hmm. glasses. Hawk eyes. Um, they do like tank treads and stuff like that for legs sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They get like Doctor Octopus tentacles. Yeah, called mechandendrites. Mechandrites. Mechandendrites. Yep. <laughs> All right, but to me, like the mechandrites is the most. Um, Mechanicum flavorful. Sure. Mm-hmm. That is like when I picture Mechanicum, I picture like a hooded, robed character with like lights for eyes yeah. mm-hmm. and like these tentacles like oozing and pushing and like writhing under their robe. Yeah. Like that's what I picture. Yeah. The metal oozes. It, honestly, like, but that's what it looks yeah. like to me. Think it, like really like Doc Octopus, yeah. Dr. Octopus, but like. More. More. More, more. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's that fusion of the sentient technology with the human flesh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that one's there, definitely more There's all common. types, like re- hearing, can, like. Yeah, anything you can think of. Like when we talked about how Fabricator General literally like became a city block. Oh my gosh. Right? Like you transplant your consciousness, your brain into this machine that controls so much. Yeah. So, uh, the coolest augmentation is going to be when your majoris, your princep majoris, surrenders themselves into the titan and becomes a titan. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool augmentation yeah. <laughs> that eventually you could yeah. get. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I don't know. The coolest one to me definitely has to be being the size of a city block. <laughs> You're just immobile, though. It's just, well. Unless you, unless they've given you wheels, they they have or, wheels. Or treads, yeah. <laughs> tank yeah. treads. They don't Not, do wheels. Yeah. Or grav shoots. Okay. Um, Michael asked, question for the Void Dragon. Can you show me on the doll where the Omnissiah touched you? <laughs> you Pokemon, you. Uh, also, why did you and the Deceiver listen to Kegarath? Seems stupid. So, I cannot personally speak for the Dr- Void Dragon himself. Right, but I'm assuming that the I- Omnissiah touched him here. Yes. And most likely here. Lower. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that poor void dragon. I know. But that, I'm I, glad this isn't a video podcast, so you guys didn't have to see what <laughs> see that. It went Gross. right up in there. <laughs> no. 
Um, if you don't know what the Void Dragon is, you'll pick that up in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the Void Dragon trusted the Deceiver because the Deceiver changed his name to the Trustee. Oh, so <laughs> you gotta know, trust him. You gotta trust the guy whose name is the Trustee. Yeah, it's um, that that we'll whole thing that, is a yeah. lot of speculation. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get into that a bit later. But thank you, Michael. Obviously, like we're on the same path. Like, what's this whole deal with the Void Dragon? So, yeah. Uh, question from Matt. What do the Mechanicum ponder <laughs> in the cool of the night as they lie awake in bed? <laughs> First of all, they definitely would lie awake because I don't think they would sleep. Some of them probably don't. They would definitely have given that up. Yeah, right? it, I would imagine yeah, so. It wouldn't help them at all in their, in their quest for knowledge, so why wouldn't you just remove it? Uh, you still need to, like, would upgrading your software be sleeping you know like <laughs> maybe right? but i more view it as like they'll shut down parts of their brain yeah right because sure everything is just so mecha- mechanized yeah. anyways um they like, you gotta have seen like if you didn't see it matt like i posted an image after that thing you asked and it was it's like a whole like a little bless me omniscient comic but honestly they probably ponder like how can i better commune with the machine spirit yeah. Right, like what? What knowledge should I quest for next? Right, like what can I imagine to bring like glory to the cult mechanicus? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's got to be stuff like that. I, I just like thinking that they're basically like obsessed with their bodies in like a very bro way. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, I'm gonna get this sick new tentacle. It's gonna yeah. be so good, <laughs> so good. Oh, such a bro. Oh, <laughs> bro, do you see my new eyes, bro? Yeah. Different spectrums. Oh. <laughs> Bro, check out this new quad core chip, bro. <laughs> but like, Ratchet. they're like flexing, but it's like flexing stuff like that. That's yeah. a kind of funny way to put it. Uh, Vinny says, "Finally, guys, I've been waiting for this one since episode one. If possible, can you give us more t- t- details about Skitari in 30k and 40k, please? Thanks a lot for your excellent work and cheers from France." Uh, thank you so much, Vinny, for your question. And France. Uh, we and appreciate France, you, France. You. The answer is no. All right. But we so still do appreciate you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we just can't afford to go too deep into the Skatari at the moment. But the more you bug us, the more likely we are to just do an episode just of it. harass them it, ceaselessly. It's not to do an episode of it. It just bumps it up in the queue of episodes right, exactly. that we will be doing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the more people want to hear like specific episodes, the more likely we are to put that on our priority list yeah. right? for the fans mm-hmm. um that w- those are the questions we got thank you for your questions obviously always a pleasure we'll do this again for our next episode that we do and i hope, hope you found it useful yeah i know you didn't but yeah. i hope that it, you did it definitely had no good information in no. our answers but take from it what you will yeah okay um two more things we want to get off our chest the difference between the mechanicum and the mechanicus Mark. The difference... <laughs> As you have it written down, difference between cum and cuss. Uh, so it's I got, short form. I got a little distracted by it. <laughs> Hence the silence. So gotcha. The difference between the mechanic cum and the mechanic kiss is the mechanic kiss was basically the mechanic cum from when it was founded. So M3. Sure. Uh, like, if that's officially when they start calling it that. Oh, who, who knows? Yeah. But... All the way until, basically, they signed that Treaty of the Olympus with Terra. And then they turned into the Adeptus Mechanicum. 
or Mechanicus, no, no. I mean. So yeah, so it started off as the Mechanicum or Cult Mechanicus, yeah. and then once they sided with Terra, then they became the Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah, and they kind of changed from um to us, and they adopted Adeptus. Which, which is odd, because I use them interchangeably. Lots of people do. Yeah. Like, depending and that, on the, the sentence I'm building, sometimes I'll say Mechanicum, sometimes I'll say Mechanicus. It's yeah, because but, you but speak the, low gothic. <laughs> but the correct, uh, the correct one is Mechanicus. Adeptus Mechanicus. Mechanicus, It's worth knowing. In 40k, anyhow. It's worth knowing. I just don't care. But (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, now that I think about it, is that it's still the Dark Mechanicum, but the Adeptus Mechanicus. So they kind of go back to that Mechanicum title. Oh, they never changed it, I guess. Well, because they never liked it in the first place. Exactly, they were always the Mechanicum. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, that's good. And now we're on everybody's favorite topic. My shit story. <laughs> is that what you want to do right no, now? No, no, we're talking about the Void Dragon. All oh. right, so the Void Dragon. Mark, why don't you give us a very brief introduction? So my first of all disclaimer is I don't know everything about the Void Dragon. Yeah, not, and, not even remotely. And, and the lore is changing, and there's things that have been hinted, so that's the typical disclaimer. But uh, basically the rumor has it that during Terra's medieval period... The Emperor came in contact with the Void Dragon yeah. on Terra. Oh, yeah. So this is yeah. this is before Mars was even a thing. This yeah, is like this space. is during the Middle Ages of yes. Terra. Like yes. this is long, long time. This ago. is hundreds of years and, ago now. And yeah. there's a, a story, whether it's a actually factual, factual or more of a analogy. Yeah, a hit, like a, metaphor? a myth. Yeah, where a knight rode off and defeated the Silver Dragon and then banished him on another planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, so that's it's, like the myth surrounding yeah. what we think is happening and, here. And people imply that the dragon was the void dragon, and the knight was the emperor, and then the planet was Mars. Yeah, and so it was like the dragon of Mars or something like that. Right? Yes, he he has his name as the void dragon or the dragon of Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets weird and interesting. It's thought that the void dragon the dragon that was killed was actually a satan who his has name like, was magladroth yeah who who's known for having like technological wonders or whatever and i mean he's a satan yeah right so they're masters of the mm-hmm. material universe exactly right mm-hmm. and uh basically the emperor with his forever sight he can see every possible outcome and manipulate everything so perfectly uh, he banished him on Mars. Within he, Mars. Within Mars, because he knew that eventually Mars would be terraformed and, like... Uh, he foresaw everything that would happen, exactly. so he's like, this will help us. Yeah, exactly. Then, like, he knew that the Void Dragon would, would, like, whisper to the Martians and, like, increase their love of technology and start worshipping it, and eventually he would become, like, the machine god, like the Void Dragon would. Right, so if if there was anyone ever to reach into the consciousness of like the tech priests or the fabricator general and like whisper like divine things. Yeah. It is this void dragon. Yeah. That may or may not be inside Mars. And may or not even be a Satan. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Everything at this point is like speculation. One thing I also read is that it might not be like the full Satan, but it might be a shard of the Satan within. It's like, yeah. Yeah. With the whole new Necron Lord, not even Necron new. Like it's, it is what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anywho, so yeah, like, the Void Dragon is trapped on Mars and basically, like Eric says, just, like, whispers to, like, 
people like build this because he just loves technology i guess i don't know it's a it's a weird yeah. thing that like but he also he's also asleep right he's mm-hmm. not fully awakened yeah like, there are supposedly like within this noctis labyrinth that he's kept yeah. there's guardians of the dragon yeah. yeah and they are responsible for making sure that he does not wake up right? yeah so he's like got these like energy beams caging him like all this crazy stuff yeah yeah and so like it's still so it's not confirmed that this is a satan yeah but based on the similarities yeah. between the story of Magladroth yeah. and the, the story of the dragon of mars yes, yes so Magladroth is the satan yes so the similarities between his story and the dragon of mars's story yes. we assume it's the same thing mm-hmm. yeah but we can't confirm it yeah. anywhere so here's something i just kind of thought of so I, I, this whole thing, I'm always like, why, why would the Satan like be helping people on Mars? Like, why would he care? Why, why would he invest that any energy into that? What about mm-hmm. this? So every servitor that is made on Mars, they basically suck out the soul and feed it to the Satan who eats souls. And in return, the, the void dragon is like, here, have some, have Ooh. some knowledge, right? Ho, ho. So maybe that's his motivation. Maybe there is some like dark pact where like, the Mechanicum is feeding them souls, either directly aware of it or indirectly, and that's why he's helping out. That, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. Does Games Workshop even know what they're doing with this? Who knows? Because the whole thing is that he's like lying dormant, but maybe he's like passively absorbing all these souls as they're like kind of being taken away from these bodies. And yeah. That's cool. No, that that is a very interesting thing because they definitely become mindless. Yeah. Mm. So... It's not like a full biotransference, maybe, but part of it, of their humanity. Pretty close, yeah. I would say. Like, they lose all sense of themselves. Yeah. So there's a couple things that I'd like to say. Yeah. Um, like, like, so sometimes people have accessed the Dragon of Mars's like, memories and yeah. seen, like, glimpses that he's seen. Um, one In one memory... The Dragon of Mars, and this is obviously one of the reasons we think it's a Satan, is he said that he waged war against his own kind. Mm-hmm, which, right? yeah. And there's, like, there's no other dragons out there, right? So, sure. but, so he waged war against his own kind, <clears throat> left him in a weakened state, and hid on Terra. So that's why he's there in the first place. Okay. Right? <clears throat> and um, if it's possible at that point, maybe at that point that's where he's shard. Like he's made into like a bunch of shards. So that's yeah. why he's really weak and can't really act on his own. Yeah. Um, um, oh, he's... Okay, so one of the <laughs> one of the guardians asks like another guardian whether quote the others have already devoured all the stars. Yeah. So that is definitely a straight reference to the star vampires, the Satan themselves. Yeah. So he's talking about like they've seen a glimpse in the Dragon of Mars's memory where he's eating stars or gaining their energy and he's like yeah. oh like there's others like have they eaten like all the stars that they could or whatever so that's another reference that kind of mm-hmm. lends its credence to the fact that it's a satan yeah i like it would be really nice to get some clarity on this in, it would but it's also so it's cool all, to have the mystery it's yeah right honestly where, the mystery is I'd rather have, better than yeah, I'd, I'd rather have the mystery i find often too often in 40k they try to tie everything or recently they're trying to tie everything together and like neat little bows and yeah it's... and like oftentimes i just feel i am left unsatisfied <clears throat> with the result mm-hmm. uh, i have a cool piece of information for you yep 
the current guardian of the dragon. Yeah. Her name is Adept Dahlia. Yeah. Guess she how, has a book. Guess how long she's been a guardian of the dragon for? Oh my gosh, I think I actually know this. Um, so, like, when the emperor originally like imprisoned the dragon of Mars, then he like made like these guardians, and then he gave them like extremely long life. That's what I read slash heard. Maybe yeah, speculation. That's true. But all of this is speculation. Nope, that, so. Like that's that's in the lexicon. So okay. Dahlia herself has been around for ten thousand years. Yes. yes, she she was one of the original like. Uh, it was during the Horus Heresy. Yeah, mm-hmm. during the Schism of Mars. Like she got whispers, and then she went down, and she had this whole adventure and. There's yeah. a book. Read ten thousand McCann- years though. Yeah. She's sat in the Noctis Labyrinth and like guarded the dragon. So cool. How do you not go insane? She had companions. I don't think so. It, to me, it sounds like there's only like the, one it's at the a time. Guardian. Well, well, yeah. You're like uh, she went down there with a couple people. I forget if they ended up dying or not. Um, I, it was so long ago that I read that book. But oh shit, did I just reveal I can actually read? <laughs> no. Oh no, fuck. <laughs> he, he meant Eric reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. yeah. So, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, but yeah, like they have extended life. These guardians. I don't know, like. I don't know what else to really say about him. To me, like I said, that I really just solved for myself right now was like the biggest thing is like why is the Void Dragon helping people? Mm-hmm. But if if they're feeding them souls, yeah, then. like then sure. Um, I don't know. Another interesting thing about the uh, the Void Dragon Mag- Magladroth. So, and I don't know if this has been retconned or what, but um, apparently. In a Battlefield Gothic magazine, okay, it states that he actually created war- the warp suppression pylons. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then the Necrons spread the network of them around the galaxy. If huh. anything, he seems the most, like, good guy Satan. Yeah, not all the Satan were bad. No, but yes, because mm. all of them participated in sucking the souls of the Necron Tur. Is that, yeah, is that bad? <laughs> um, well, like honestly, is that actually bad? Like it's we, perspective, exactly. Right? So, like, yeah, but uh, apparently, in in the White Dwarf number, or sorry, Battlefleet Gothic thirteen, I have no idea how old that is. Right? Could imagine it's fifteen old. plus years, like yeah. since Battlefleet Gothic was a game. So yeah. that could be like really wrong. But apparently, he's the one responsible for creating those. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Um. I don't know, like it's such it's such a weird thing. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say that he is the machine god. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's and, the one who they're praying to and he's the one who right. whispers if, to them if in the night. If anyone answers their prayers, it's this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the Emperor just takes all the credit. Yeah. Well no, the Emperor like no one's ever met the Void Dragon. Yeah. Right. Very so few people. He is like a spirit. He is a god. Yeah. He is something you can't touch. And then the emperor isn't he? Isn't there like a literal physical? There is, but Mars? not to not to the cult. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's going to be like one or two people yeah. who know about this. Yeah. Okay. Right. Literally, no one else. I knows guess. About yeah, it. that is something to point out. Like the void dragon trapped on Mars is not. That's yeah. like an the Mechanicum out of the uni- doesn't. Yeah. Know that's exactly like we know that because we're allowed to. But like the Mechanicum itself does oh, not really. I would. Not I bet the Fabricator General doesn't even know. No. No. no exactly. It's literally just the Guardian of the Dragon yeah, that knows about exactly. this and the Emperor. Yeah. Maybe Roboot. No. 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 You don't think so? No. I, yeah. And that doesn't even surprise me. Like. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, of course, he doesn't need to know about that. I, exactly. I may have read somewhere, and this may just be me like making crap up. 
but um, the original Fabricator General, yeah, um, who ended up going to the Dark Mechanicum. Th- yeah, I think that he actually believed that there was like the Void Dragon within Mars. Maybe not sure. Yeah, I haven't read anything that says that's not true. So <laughs> um, it's, it's not canon. Anything. Christian, it's not canon. <laughs> yeah. What was what was I going to say? I was going to say something different. Um, yeah. T- email us what you think the Void Dragon is. Like, yeah, I'm I'm open to have a conversation, but I know me and Eric have had this conversation a couple times already. So we are, yeah, yeah, I, we're yeah. undecided. It's uh, yeah, I, yes. I don't I don't know yet how if I even like it a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, I, I'm not sure how I feel so. in total about it. But it, it, but it's worth hearing what you guys think about the Void Dragon. But yeah. I think it is pretty safe to say that that is the machine god. Yeah, That's, he was specifically put on Mars to lead the Mechanicum in the direction that the Emperor wanted. Yeah. This technologically advanced direction mm-hmm. to uh, help the Emperor. And I the think galaxy. it's pretty safe to say that it is a Satan. I could agree with that too. It, mm-hmm. His scales are described as sh- silvery, shimmering silver. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm are like impossible to penetrate necrodermis but when yeah. it's struck it actually turns liquidy or something like that yeah that's yeah. like it's living metal yeah exactly right? yeah like i'd say that's also pretty safe so mm-hmm. yeah safe but still obviously not yeah. confirmed yeah. so let us know what you think about <clears throat> the void dragon okay mark yes that's it for our episode, so please. If you do not want to hear a story about me shitting myself, you can, thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, I hope you have a good two weeks. But if you want to hear a funny fucking story, I'll tell you. So um, last year around Christmas, uh, my grandpa had a stroke and he was in the hospital. He's better now. I actually seen him yesterday. and like He's walking around and he's talking and whatever. But while he was in the hospital, it was looking pretty bleak for him. And uh, he ended up... Uh, the one night I was looking after him, uh, he ended up crapping himself. Like he had a stroke. He couldn't walk very well. Like it was just, it's it's just just one of those things, you know, like, so I dealt with it. I helped him clean up or whatever. But like, while I'm doing it, I'm like, fuck, like if I ever get to this point, just fucking put me down. Like, like I'm not trying to be a dick about it or anything, but like, I, I did not wish that future for my grandpa. Thankfully he's a lot better now. And like, he's actually functioning. Like, yeah. So, uh, Thankfully, I didn't put him down, but if oh I, I, I said, if I ever get to that point, put me down. <laughs> so, and if assisted suicide ever becomes a thing, Mark, I'll honor your put wishes. me down. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I'm not at that stage, just put me down. <laughs> Let it be a surprise. Yeah. So a couple days later after I'm like, yeah, just put me down. Like if ever in I, my if head, ever if I, ever I shit, I shit myself. myself, put me down. A couple days later, just, it was like Christmas day or whatever. The next day after I had this huge dinner and, uh, it was just, you know, the greasiest dinner. It was so good, though, like, just so much food, so much whatever. And I'm just sitting on my computer after dinner, just playing some video games, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, uh-oh, oh, crap. So I, I instantly, like, oh, there's no time. So I, I get up, and <laughs> it I'm... Was, it'll move like shit through a goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like water off a duck's back. Exactly. <laughs> so I get up, and I run to the bathroom, and my wife was in the shower, and like, I'm like, oh, shit, like, there's no time to wait. So I try the handle, like, there's no time. So I run outside, oh my God. and I was just going to shit in the backyard, because, like, I'm not going to shit my pants. <coughs> so I get outside, and sure enough, my neighbor's on the deck, and she's like, oh, hi, Mark. And at that point, I gave up all hope. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no time, so I, I skulk over to her, and we have, we're having a conversation. Oh, my God. I'm making eye contact with this woman. And you're 
And I, I'm chatting. Oh, yeah, I had a great Christmas. Yeah, I got some cool gifts while I'm shitting myself. <laughs> while I'm shitting my pants while I'm making eye contact with my neighbor. Um, and it was at this point, I'm like, put me down. Fucking put me down. So uh, I, f- I finished talking to the neighbor and I got a shit under my pants. Holy shit. So I go into my garage and I strip down. I wait in there for like half hour. I'm like, well, eventually the wife will leave and I'll just hop in the shower, throw out my underwear. And uh, yeah, man, I waited. Oh, I burned them. But it's like, so now I'm standing in my garage, like from the waist down naked. And like, I don't have anything to put on. So like, I just ran from the waist down naked into <laughs> into the house and into the shower. It's okay. It was probably so cold there wasn't even a flap. Yeah, oh it so. was yeah. So that's my shit story. Um I hope you enjoyed. Oh um, my gosh. First time I shit myself since a child and I thought I should share it with you guys. Thank you so much for that story, Mark. So never wish ill upon others is what I'm saying. <laughs> Otherwise because, you will shit your pants. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Lorehammer, um, hit us up if you have a message. If you have a shit story, please tell me. In um, private, please don't share that in public. No, post it on the Lorehammer Facebook page or whatever. Yeah, you can go to our Lorehammer Facebook page. <laughs> uh, just search Lorehammer on Facebook, or you can share your story at uh, our Twitter handle, Lorehammer40k. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag shit story. <laughs> Hashtag shit story. <laughs> Uh, or you can send us an email about it at uh, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Micah, yeah. for joining us. No, thank you for having me. This has been quite enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. You, you do a lot of research, which is enjoyable to us because sometimes people come in with the expectation that, like, oh, it's just really cool. And those are fine, but it's oh, also yeah. really cool when you have your own take on stuff. Exactly, yeah. So. Yeah. I guess um, thanks for listening to the episode, guys. And we'll also s- check out oh. our Patreon page. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's, Give them let's, money. Let's beat that dead horse. Yeah. There's this one goon that just donated to us. His name's Jordan Swaim. <laughs> yeah. What did he give? Only two bucks. The chump could only afford what? two dollars. Unbelievable! What a, a cheap. Whoever stage. Jordan Swaim looking at Jordan Swaim in the room is a horrible person <laughs> and should donate more. I want one Bitcoin a month. <laughs> what a Jew! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Interesting. Oh, right. On oh. that note. Okay, then. <laughs> Uh, Interesting turn of events. And we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks. Bye. Peace out.